Hold on, do we have a winner yet? Do we have a winner? 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 Not yet. Oh. Just got to wait a little bit longer. Okay. I think next episode we'll have a, uh, a winner announced. Are, do we get to announce it or are we going to have Greg from Decked in uh, to announce it? I think we should uh, call Greg. And, and ask him. Ask him, yeah. Ask him if he wants to come yeah. on. Or I'm, I'm happy to do the I honors. I think he's coming out to our party. He is? Yeah. What about Wendy from Nissan? Uh, I heard it's either her or Kevin. Okay. Which is pretty cool. Love them both. All uh, good. It, as long awesome. as they don't bring a fruitcake. Uh, no more fruit. Uh, yeah, no more fruitcakes. <laughs> um, they are bringing a Titan. Uh, love it. Cool. Do I uh, get to leave with it? Nope. And, and I don't want them to come. <laughs> and they're bringing uh, uh, a couple of uh, people who know about Titans to talk to all of our guests. Okay. And then uh, we got the catering going Just today. Just rando people that know about Titans? Rando marketing people. <laughs> uh, we got the Destination Frontier coming. Sure. We got Decked coming. Mm-hmm. We've got, according to you, Omar coming. He is coming. This, we're talking about... 1 to 5 p.m. Saturday, August 10th, right here at Motor Trend. Yep, and El Segundo, California, for our 500 five-star listener review meetup party thingamajig. I don't think we've called it the same thing nope, twice. sure have Even once, <laughs> right? I'm excited. I want to meet everybody. Um, we have prolific emailers who are uh, threatening to come, so we'll get to see them in person, which <laughs> is pretty cool. They're threatening to come? Yep, they're saying, okay. you know, just threatening with all their uh, emails. You know, they send it, they're like email stalkers. And like, here's what I a say. week and... I dare you. Oh, yeah. I dare you to come to our little shindig. Yeah. I think, did we lock in, you're going to do barbecue. I said, whatever, get, just get food and do some Doing BBQ. Something. Okay. I, I don't think, I think we're down to two choices and I've, we got to figure it out. Okay. Well, listen, you're coming down, you're going to get, we're, we're going to feed you. you. You're going to drink. Right. Right. Uh, we're going to show you the Motor Trend, the Photo Cove and the Hot Rod Space over here. What's yeah. the Hot Rod, what's it called? Uh, Hot Rod Garage. Hot Rod uh, Garage, yes. Yeah, we may be able to peek our heads over in there. Uh, and and see if uh, if anybody's working. On We're going to be taping uh, segments here. What we so should do is see what? if uh, if Freiburger's in town and get him over. You, we absolutely should. That I don't think he huge. is, but we should try well, anyway. Okay. It can't hurt. <laughs> yeah, right? Let's just see who's around. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's it's giving back to you guys. It's saying thank you for. Yep. 500. That was so long ago that we got 500 yeah, right, right, right. reviews. Well, but well, we also have some of the editors from Magazine coming. All right. Cool. So you get to meet some of the guys that maybe you've been reading their stuff for years and ask them questions uh, in person, which is cool. I think I think it'll be good. Yeah, I know it's going to be good. It's going to be awesome. I'm actually nervous. Well, you shouldn't be nervous. I am nervous. Why? Because we have to record a show in front of people. <laughs> That's not a big and deal. And we screw up a lot. Uh, we do. And we, they're we, all going to see all of our errors. We record shows in real each time. Other and it yes. doesn't seem to bother us that we screw Did up. Did you all just time. say we take showers in front of each other? Uh, I said we, we record shows. Oh, in front shows, of each other. not showers. Yeah, okay, no, good. we have not been in high, high school gym <laughs> in a very, uh, very long time. That would be bad. Uh, it would be weird. It would definitely be awkward. What if we did a uh, show in the shower because then you'd have really good. Um, Echo? No, yeah, just the the, the acoustics would be. No, uh, it's horrible in the shower. I mean, it's great for singing because you've got a maybe, natural oh, reverb. That's what we do. We sing the entire show. Let's not do that at all. This is not a musical. We're not it on Broadway. It could be. Let's it not. It could be. We do a musical episode <laughs> where we just sing through the news and letters. Uh, you can. I won't. No, I can't. Sing. I'm not going to have anything not, to do with that. I'm not a no. singer. You won't, you're not on board. Nope, not at all. So thank you very much to Nissan, who is uh, helping us as our presenting sponsor put this together. Yep, and, of absolutely. course, Decked. Nissan, the best warranty in the business, five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we've discussed it almost ad nauseum. We don't even know why you have to have the warranty. Right, because you could just so leave, damn reliable. Leave the dealership and be like, warranty, Oh, I got uh, this. In fact, there are people who have done that. <laughs> oh, really? A, oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, you uh, know, if Josh you're gonna CFT, like, right? if you're going to heavily modify the truck, like so what? Yeah, don't need well, the warranty. Whatever. But if you're if you're a working class like we are, 
It's good insurance to have, although you probably won't need it. What are you doing with the microphone? Oh, I'm adjusting it because it was pointed down. It's like the, the weight of the mic has gotten heavy. And you it, need to just nod. I'll dip on. the level on your microphone. That, I bet that's what the earthquake sounded like in here. It might have. You're good? I'm good. All right. We also want to thank Decked because those guys have been amazing. Um, not only have they been amazing, only... but just the fact that they got behind this party big time. They made a contest with us. They're going to fly two of you out to come hang out with us. You get a deck system. You get to be on the show. I mean, that's that's pretty solid. This is on top of making a really rad storage system Absolutely. for almost every truck on the road. Absolutely. And we want you to go to decked.com and look at the storage for your truck because it's a sliding drawer system that you can stack 2,000 pounds on top of. It's lockable. You could probably put 2,000 pounds of cheeseburgers in the back too. <laughs> that would be disgusting. 2,000 on top, 2,000 inside. It's a lot of Why would you do that? If you're going to a, some if you're kind going of a cookout? To a, yeah, a 500 five-star uh, <laughs> party in El Segundo, California. That would be crazy if Greg from Deck showed up with a bunch of food and he just slides it out. Oh, no, not even – just fill the food in, like all the fries, yeah. like French fries. Yeah. Just fill an entire drawer, and it's kind of like we all just, just reach yeah, in with our grubby just a, hands it's and like pull a buffet it out. or something like that. That would be disgusting. Uh, you know what I am? Uh, ready to start the show? No, what? I'm so relaxed. Sunburned? You are sunburned. Uh, a little bit sunburned. You yeah. are sunburned. And we should tell everyone why right after we get into the show. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck. Because truck rides with truck show we have the lifted we have the lowered and everything in between we'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline the truck show the truck show the truck show oh, oh. it's the truck show with your hosts lightning and holman so yeah where, those two guys what that guy said where were you this last week i was on vacation uh, yeah, I can tell by the sunburn, uh-huh. but you must have been in somewhere tropical. Am I still, am I radiating heat? Because I feel so hot right now. Uh, we will need the, the air conditioning shortly, yes. Oh We're going to need it. I was in a, a little place called Avalon, California. Avalon, oh, the one on Catalina, the Catalina island, island 25 miles off the coast of L.A. A lot of people don't realize that there is this uh, like little vacation destination getaway that is right off the coast of, uh, of Southern California. Mm-hmm. You take a ferry over, you can take a helicopter over, you can take a plane over, and it's this- uh, Sketchy-ass runway, though. Oh, yeah. Well, they just redid it. Yeah. They just redid it. They, but uh, it has, it bows. So yeah, it, it does, does it, No, it, what do they call it? It's crests. Yeah. Right? So my brother who flies uh, says it's pretty spooky because yeah. when you land, you can't see the other, other end. side. And right. people have gone off the edges before. But what's interesting is uh, also where the end of the runway is is a cliff. Mm-hmm. And so the downdraft off the end has- Caught people by surprise and woo down you can go. Yeah, uh, there have been some crashes, haven't there? There, there have been. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but it's not that's an unsafe airport. But you go over the you go over there and you eat buffalo burgers. Uh, there's a whole story of why you have buffalo burgers there. Are you going to tell it or am I going to tell it? Uh, I think we talk about it in our, our piece here, but oh, es- we do. Essentially, what happened was well, wait, let's not give it away if you're right. going to talk about it. All right, so here's the deal. So I went over there. Uh, the little town of Avalon is 2.9 square miles. Who went with you? Uh, just my my whole family. We had uh, ten of us. My sister, her family, my mom and dad, my whole family, we rented a house and we hung out all week. And it's awesome because uh, 
it's it's almost like a little Mediterranean village sort of, and all it's, the little white buildings and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, it's got all these little, other like all pastel different colors. There's the casino, which is a, a architectural uh, famous you know spot at at the uh, Sugar Loaf Point there at the uh, end of Avalon and. Uh, it's uh, very iconic, very iconic. And there's all sorts of stuff you can do there now. Uh, you can go zip lining, and you can ride your mountain bike in the interior. You go hiking, you can go camping. Um, 88% of the island is is uninhabited. Natu- yeah, natural wilderness, mm-hmm. and you need a permit to go out in the interior. Um, it's just a cool place, and there's glass bottom boats, and there's parasailing, and there's fishing, and there's uh, flying fish boats. And most and- people who come to California, Southern California, will go to uh, they'll go to Universal Studios, they go to Disneyland, Disneyland. Knott's Berry Farm, yep. they'll go to Santa Monica Pier, might go to Sea World, they'll, go, San to, Diego. they'll go to Sea World potentially. They'll tour, but they have no idea that Catalina exists it's just right over there. Nope. It, for whatever reason, it's yeah. invisible to tourists. Uh, well, that's not true. I mean, they still have millions of visitors a year, but I think most most, are most people, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean, it would be interesting to uh, to find out. So here's the thing: uh, Catalina has this really crazy history. Uh, Wrigley used to own it. The guy, the Wrigley gum magnate, uh, he also owned Wrigley spearmint gum. Yep, he also owned the Chicago Cubs. Mm-hmm. So from 1921 to 51, Wrigley had spring training for the Cubs. Was on Catalina Island. Where? There's no ball. There's yes, no there, ballpark there. there is. Where's yeah. the ballpark? Yeah, it's up the canyon. Uh, oh. I believe there's uh, might be uh, there's something on top of it now. It might be the city hall or whatever. But yeah, so uh, he also had uh, there's Wrigley Stadium that was uh, similar to Wrigley in Chicago in South uh, I believe Southeast LA as well. But uh, the OSS, which was the precursor to the CIA, was on the island. There's all these things about it being a paranormal spot with ghosts and UFOs. What? Yeah, it's crazy. Dude, I've stayed, crazy there, I've stayed there with the Boy Scouts a bunch of times. Yeah, there's, there's the uh, several camps that you can go to. The best camps. Um, but what's awesome about it is that there's just, I don't know, there's, it's, everything's awesome. It's just a cool place to go, and there's a ton of history. But I thought, you know, maybe I'll call these guys and see if they want to do an interview because they have all these tour buses they have all these fleets and and they have micro everybody drives either a micro car like a, a smart and iq some of those remember that honda pickup truck the little thing that we saw at uh daytona truck meet oh yeah yeah yeah. those types of things that are over there uh you need a permit to have a vehicle and uh there's only a having a vehicle over there is very special it's a huge deal yeah most people are in golf carts in these micro vehicles um, and they're, these vehicles aren't allowed really anywhere else in California, but there's an exemption for them there because a lot of them aren't made with, you know, the California emissions and all that stuff. And, I guess. and Avalon is a really small town. And yep. there is a like a two lane road that goes over to two harbors mm-hmm. or it's called the Isthmus. Yep, the Isthmus. Yeah, the Isthmus. 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 <laughs> Say that 10 times. And uh, there, that's as far as you can go, and you can yeah. take your mountain bike or whatever. But if you don't have a car, you really can't. You, I, I mean, it's so tiny. You walk everywhere or you bike everywhere, unless you work no, there. No, that's quite a journey to get from Avalon to the Isthmus. Well, that, but there's shuttles that you would take. And so there's a few companies. One of them is the uh, Catalina Island Company that's been around for 125 years. Mm-hmm. And so they provide all these services and transportation. So they have this crazy varied mix of vehicles. They have these old tour buses that are from the 50s that they're repowering with Cummins engines. They do biofuel on these Hummer tours of the inlands where you can go uh, see the bison that are out there. So I thought- Fuel's got to be expensive. And the irony- Everything that goes over there is barged over. There's a barge and they have one grocery store, it's Vons, and all that comes from LA. So the irony is between Catalina and then like Long Beach, which is the next- closest town on the mainland, there are oil derricks. So what they're doing is they're pumping oil out of the ocean floor and then sending it to the mainland Refining it, yeah, refining yeah. it, and then having to ship it back. Yeah, well, it, it's it's a it's the whole thing logistically is is insanity anyway. But uh, that's how you survive on this little island that's off the coast. And so 
I reached out and they said, we'd love to do a podcast interview. And what was really special about this is not only did they meet uh, one of the uh, the VPs over there and the guy in charge. Did, did they say, why do you care? Why, why are no, you bothering no, they're me, like, son? No, yeah, we'd love to do this. Why are you bothering me, here's son? Here's what's cool is, is I met with them and, and the fleet manager. They took me to the shop where they were doing a bunch of engine swaps and stuff. What? Come to find out they make biodiesel there. What? And, what? They're, and they're doing cum and swaps on their old 50s buses right now. And I'm like, this is way cooler than I thought. So the anyway, buses, are they little tiny short buses? No, big, big giant, like, I don't know how big they are. They're 1950s. They call them flexible buses, FLX. And uh, they're like the size of an old school bus. They're very cool. What? I'm so confused. Yeah. Right. Let's get into it. All right. All right. So it's uh, it's Holman, and I'm here on vacation at Santa Catalina Island. And I'm in the offices of uh, Andrew Wellam. Is his office in a restroom? Uh, you know, it's funny. It was about <laughs> 85 degrees there with no wind. And so he's like, where do you want to do the interview? I've got an office that's super cold. I'm like, go there. Yeah. <laughs> well, hmm, I think it's in a shower. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know. Catalina Island. I'm in the offices of uh, Andrew Wellam of uh, the Catalina Island Company. And uh, with me is Jim Stevens. And Jim, you run the, uh, the fleet here. Uh, you guys have this amazing uh, mix of fleet vehicles, everything from Hummers uh, for your tours uh, to electric buses to old, uh, is it 50s flexible buses. And as time has marched on, um, the vehicles have been uh, repowered and you, you know, trying to go more environmentally friendly and all those different things. So I thought it would be fun to reach out and, and see if we could talk to you guys about some of the things you have going on, on the island. But just waiting for the urinal to flush. No, no, no. We are in this beautifully uh, decorated, very, very icy cold office. Okay. Andrew, if you could walk us through a little brief history of, uh, of Catalina Island Company. Sure. I'm, well, I'll do my best. Okay. Uh, I'm no historian, but I do have some cheat sheets. So, yeah, as I was saying, uh, 125 years old in, in terms of the Santa Catalina Island Company. Um, originally purchased uh, by the Banning Brothers in 1892. Um, and then uh, William Wrigley Jr., as, as you correctly said, um, uh, he actually uh, was part of a, a real estate syndicate uh, in Pasadena, um, and in 1919, um, that was when William Wrigley Jr. acquired the majority of uh, Santa Catalina Island Company stock. I forgot to make a um, Today in Geography intro. Well, if you are uh, from Southern <laughs> California, you'll recognize Pasadena. You'll recognize the city of Banning, mm -hmm. um, and you'll recognize that's the Banning family. That's the Banning. Yeah, Cal oh, yeah. the huh. same same people. So what a crappy you, town Banning is. <laughs> well, today, yeah. back then, it was probably pretty cool. Yeah. But I mean, if you look back in the history of Southern California, these are our big names who are huge in the tapestry and, and landscape of the Southern California history. It's very very interesting if you're if you're a history fan. They're known for tapestry. And so from there, um, the, the company is, has kind of taken on multiple branches of, of business uh, models from hotels to restaurants to tours and activities. Where's he from? It's like an English accent. England. Yep. Oh, he is. Yeah. Uh, uh, by the way. He I went from one island to another. Yeah, right. Uh, and he also, uh, I think he said he had spent some time in the Caribbean uh, living, uh, uh, I can't remember which islands, but I asked him. He's a bohemian. I asked him off mic. You came for the girl, didn't you? Because everybody we've had Always. on the show, all the Englishmen, they all, all Englishmen. came for the. He's like, nope. And no. I saw, so I wasn't able to make that joke on this one. <gasps> um, and it brings us kind of where we are today. In fact, I was, uh, I was looking up uh, some some history before uh, before we met, and um, the stagecoach road that actually runs from Avalon uh, all the way up to um, to the summit 
which you, you'd probably be familiar with your mountain biking. Yeah, I, so you can get a, a permit to ride your mountain bike. So I bring my mountain bike here every year, and it's a uh, it's 10 miles from Avalon. It's about, uh, I don't know, 4,000 feet of elevation gain, so it's an absolute butt kicker. Um, <laughs> but you uh, get to the uh, 10 miles out, you get to the airport, and you have a buffalo burger and uh, recharge, and then you head down, and then the uh, downhill in Avalon is a lot of fun, but um, awesome road. I remember as a kid, you know, being able to, go on some of your tours and uh, experience that. And uh, my, in fact, my great grandparents owned a house on the island. So my dad would, you know, come here with his family and they, they all still do that to this day, so. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah so the, the, the route that you just described, the bike up the hill or the motor drive up the hill to the airport in the sky um, and then back down again is one of our very popular bus tours uh, called the Skyline Drive. Um, that, uh, that route itself um, can veer off into the interior and become the Inland Motor Tour, which a lot of people will remember. I'm sure you, you mentioned oh, yeah. earlier you remember. And that typically would take place in one of our flexible buses. And those tours actually began in 1950. So we've been doing this for, for a couple years. And uh, as you said earlier, we've, we've, <laughs> we've, we've certainly, the fleet has evolved um, from, uh, from flexible buses. We actually had some, uh, some big rigs, which were fifth wheel, gooseneck trailers with a 52 uh, passenger capacity. Fortunately, I never got the opportunity to ride in there because I think I'd have a little bit of a anxiety. <laughs> I, I do down. remember <laughs> being on one of those as a kid. It was it was a tractor trailer. There we go. And the trailer was like the best way to describe it. It was sort of like the back half of a bus, but it was on a you know on a uh, kingpin, just like you'd have a semi you know uh, trailer on a semi truck. And uh, going, they were pretty short wheelbase because they'd have to make the turns and. Uh, for those of you who've never been, it's this uh, broken asphalt road that climbs up out of Avalon amongst these eucalyptus trees that were planted along the side to keep stagecoaches and other people, I guess, from falling off the road. And uh, it was, uh, it was that was a fun one. You'd get on that one and go, oh, you, you know, you'd look, be looking over the edge uh, on the way yeah. up. In fact, and keeping in the, in the, uh, in the kind of uh, history of the island with the horses, these, these were actually, the rigs were originally uh, horse carriage and they converted them into carrying um, passengers. So, in fact, we can show you them. We really? Still, you we, guys still we, have? Yeah, they are up on, the, up on our... Uh... Historical Moments with Holman. Oh, dude, I would love that segment. We could talk about so much stuff. I love history. we try it again. Turn this up right here. Historical, Historical Moments with Holman. I thought you said you weren't going to sing on this one. Oh, you're right, I did. I would say that probably today the, the, the thing people probably notice the most are the, uh, the Hummers that you have. And so you have these uh, these converted Hummers that are converted to tour uh, tour uh, vehicles, I guess. And so you have a raised platform uh, up behind the second row that kind of gives it three rows of seating. And uh, is that your, one of your most popular tours? Is getting out there on the Hummers? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, as I was mentioning earlier, we um, uh, when I joined the company, we already had uh, we already had two two Hummers, and today we uh, we just received our seventh. So um, they're they're hugely popular. It's just it's, an inter it's a way to get out into the interior with an intimate you know, crowd. It's not 50, 100 people together jammed into a bus. <laughs> so it's open air, it's bumpy, windy, twisty. Dusty. You know, <laughs> dusty. But it's fun. By the way, I uh, had an opportunity they, after our interview. He said, well, w would you be interested in you and your daughter uh, having a tour on us? Yeah, of course. And I said, yeah. And so I got to go in a Hummer. It was a uh, fully outfitted, 13 people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, what's interesting about it is um, it actually rode really well. Okay. And they're old, uh, they're uh, military Hummers, not H1s, but the military spec that have been converted in these tour vehicles. Mm -hmm. And we'll, we'll find out more about them in the interview. But it was really fun. And uh, 
just the open air experience that you get. You just did you feel like you were in Jurassic Park? A little bit, yeah. And it was a, a sunny day, and you go out there. We went on the bison excursion. I wouldn't know by your forehead. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, we saw a huge male bison, like ten feet off the road. Drove right up to him. Do you explain how the animals got on the island? Yes, we do. All right. Catalina is famous for the bison, but the bison are not indigenous to Catalina. In fact, the bison haven't even really been here that long yet. It's, it's synonymous with, uh, with Catalina. Uh, I'll tell you a funny story where the, uh, your Hummer tour saved my life once. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> people don't realize that the, uh, the bison can run, I think it's something like 25 or 30 miles an hour in a short stint. By the way, the day that we did this mm-hmm. was the day that little girl in Wyoming got punted yeah. oh. by, the, by the bison up there. <laughs> and so this is sort of like apropos for the time. I don't know if you guys saw the video online where a bunch of people were standing around and the bison got angry and then punted a nine-year-old little girl. And I didn't see it, no. Oh, my God. I I'm can't like, watch flew, that stuff. ragdolled through the air. Uh. Yeah, and it was just so. Anyway, um, there have been obviously gorings and things like that if you bug the bison. When or... I was on the island, uh, I was I was at Cherry Valley. Uh-huh. And I was camping. I think it was Cherry Valley. One of, one of, one of the scout camps there. And wild boars. Emerald Bay? Uh, it, might, it might have been Emerald Bay. That Yeah. And the wild, a wild boar came right through my tent looking for food. And we just threw your tent. Threw my tent. And those tent. suckers are mean, dude. So we just we zipped up, and we we, we like put our head in our mummy bags, <laughs> and we did not move. And he grunted, and he uh, and he headed out the other side of the tent. I think you are right. I think it is, it is Cherry Valley. Cherry Valley with Doctor's Cherry. Cove, right? Yeah, I believe that's right. That's yeah, where yeah, we went. Okay. Uh, yeah, snorkeling. And the uh, the bulls, and especially the moms with calves, can be pretty aggressive if you bother them. For the most part, they're hanging out on the side of the road. But, you know, you don't want to approach them. These are massive animals. They're probably 2,000 plus pounds. And, and uh, you don't realize how big they are until you come around the corner of your mountain bike and a big bull is sitting in the middle of the road, <laughs> sunning himself. And uh... just occurs to me that we're going to get harassed about being Boy Scouts together. Like both of us were Scouts. Uh, are you an eagle? Yeah. So am I. Yeah. Well, well, nothing wrong with that. Order, order of the arrow? I didn't do OA, uh, but but I was a uh, camp counselor at Lost Valley Scout Reservation yeah. here in Southern California yeah. for many years. Been to Lost Valley? Uh-huh. Yeah. Been to Philmont? Uh-huh. Have you been to Philmont? I have not. Yeah. I, that was always a place I wanted to go, and I ended up, I just, it never never worked out for me. Yeah. That was amazing. It's been a week and a half there. Trust, uh, hold on. Trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, kind obedient, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, thrifty brave, clean, and clean reverent. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, on my honor, I will do, do my, my best, best to do my duty to God and my country, country to, to obey help the, other, no, to obey help other people at all times. No, to obey, to obey the scout law, to help other people at all times, to keep myself physically fit. Physically fit, mentally more, awake, and morally, morally straight. straight. Yes. There we go. Wow, wow. that's we're, rusty, we're dude. rusty. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> look, at the, look at the ground. There's might, rust flakes. Yeah, there might, that might have been uh, might, might be 20 years since I said that. Yeah. Now, don't even ask me to uh, do the, uh, we had to do one okay, for hold or, on. Order of the Arrow, and I oh. cannot remember for the hold life on. of me what it was. What does Weeblo stand for? Oh, I don't know. I wasn't a Weeblo. I wasn't a Cub Scout. We'll be loyal scouts. Weeblos. Oh, is that true? That is true. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I just remember uh, Order of the Arrow. I thought we were all, you know, hot S. Right. When, well, we, you, we're cool and we go when, to in ten. camp and you do the OA ceremony and you're not allowed to talk for 24 hours. So that's it. And, and then one was, guy, and then you would try and get him to talk and mess with yes, them all. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And ours was in uh, Death Valley. Oh, yeah. Summer. Solid. In the summer. Solid. Did you guys ever cr- uh, climb rocks out of Joshua Tree? Uh, yes, we did that. Absolutely. Yeah, well done. Guys, yeah. I'm sure everyone has scout Bear stories. Scout stories yeah. In whatever part of the sure. U.S., you know. If you're in the Ozarks, I'm sure you've got some pretty wild yeah. stories. 
Sorry. Wow. What but a, these stories are ours. What a <laughs> what a bizarre tangent. Sorry, guys. Rubbing his butt on the uh, on the on the ground. So I had that happen on one of my on one of my mountain bike rides. I came around the corner and I you know it's a little bit downhill, um, not quite to the reservoir, and was coming down quick and it's like, <laughs> and he just kind of looks up at me. I look over to my right. Mom and the calves are up on the high side of the road. There's some other ones down on the low side of the road. And I'm like, I, there's nowhere to go. I can't go around him because mom's up there. I can't go straight because I'm not getting that close to him. And I probably waited a good 20 minutes and here comes one of the Hummer tours and uh, the driver was able to get him out of the road and I was able to uh, sneak by the opposite side of the Hummer and make my way down to, uh, down to town. So Fantastic. appreciate you guys saving my life. That was, anytime, uh, <laughs> anytime. Anytime. <laughs> to, to please. But let's talk about how did the bison get here and, uh, and, and why are they so popular? Because bison don't swim. So uh, that's one. So, yeah. So right? how could they get on an island 25 miles off the coast of L.A.? Uh, here's a hint. It wasn't swimming. Yeah. So, again, a, a, a story you can't make up. Um, so in 1924, um, they were brought over to the island and there were 12 of them. Um, and they were brought over specifically for the purpose of filming a silent film, uh, which was actually a Zane Grey Western tale called The Vanishing American. Bought 12 over, and what people don't realize is that Catalina's maybe 12 miles wide and 22 miles long, and there aren't any fences or boundaries really aside no. from in and out of town. So in 1924, they brought them over, and uh, after they finished shooting the film, the producer said, well, how are we going to get these guys? We can't find them all anymore. <laughs> so they left them, and that's, that, that's pretty much how they became to evolve, and uh, we, they went way beyond the uh, current number which is I believe 152 uh, to date um, but they went over 200 250 and so the Catalina Island Conservancy um, came in and actually uh, started to uh, implement a birth control program and the ones that were on the island to kind of bring that population down a little they actually shipped them over to the mainland um, and uh, they, I believe they're living out their life in, um, in, a, in a zoo I forget the exact uh, the exact zoo like how he calls it a uh, a birth control program. It's actually Buffalo Burgers. No, it's not. No. They, actually, they actually did not. They uh, they shipped them off to uh, to a zoo, and then they uh, have managed the population. And while I was there, I don't know if we got a recording of it. The uh, birth control program, actually birth control contraception, has gone so well that they're trying to get some of them to mate again because the population is actually smaller than what is uh, allowed or, or desired on the island now, which is kind of interesting. Although you can get a very very good buffalo burger. What show are we hosting again? Just keep going. Is this, is this the truck I swear show it's interesting. <laughs> keep going. So what are some of the other vehicles that you guys employ in your fleet? And what are some of the challenges here on an island where getting parts have to come over on a barge or, you know, on an airplane if you need something? Yeah, there's no just going to your local O'Reilly, is there? No. And it's amazing how uh, how they have all the SKUs figured out of which parts break most, go fast, all that kind of stuff. What you just said is totally correct. If parts come across the, to the island on a barge, helicopter if you want it in a rush, the challenges there is that when a vehicle breaks down unexpectedly, then that vehicle may be out of service for weeks. What we are embarking on right now is to operate in the process of predictive maintenance where we are looking at what has occurred in the past and what has a history of 
look occurring in the future, and those are the parts that we are securing. You're basically saying that you know the fast movers, yes. obviously the air filters and yes. oil filters, yes. but you also know from running these vehicles day in and day out, the weak points and what's likely yes. to break, and those yes. are the parts you stock. Yes. Now you guys were talking about maybe heading down to the shop and showing us some of the uh, cool things you have there? Yes. yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. We, uh, Absolutely. Can we bring the recorder down and maybe walk through some of the neat things you're doing down there? Yes. Where's the other dude from, Jamaica? Uh, I'm not sure. He's an island man. Yeah, well, they were, uh, they're both island guys on an island. Go figure. Isn't that strange? All the places to go, all the cool spots around the world, and they chose a an island. Little island up yeah. the coast of California. Well, that's a rad little island, though. I would go absolutely, I love the island, but I can't do more than two, three You days need a big there. island to contain I, I, all of your- I do need a big, big island. Your whatever it is The you big have. island of Hawaii is not even big enough. Really? I don't think so. Hmm. That's uh, a big ass island. All right, so uh, here we are at the shop, and uh, okay, I've got one of the BYD electric buses. We've got one of the uh, flexible uh, buses that you guys are uh, are working on the uh, conversion, I guess, uh, repowering. We've got a golf cart and a old uh, Yosemite buggy, a horse-drawn <laughs> buggy that has let's see, what is that? Three rows, I guess. Uh, that were used on the island for the stagecoach run, is that? So this particular buggy actually um, came from El Rancho Escondido and it was uh, most recently used uh, to carry the Grand Marshal for the 4th of July parade. Okay. Uh, drawn by two, uh, two horses. So yeah, this is actually um, a, a piece of history um, that uh, is on display typically and it was bought out of uh, retirement specifically for the 4th of July parade. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, pretty the thing cool. is just unbelievable. It's, it's, it's beautiful and I can just imagine people, you know, probably what, 100 years ago and uh, it, still, it still looks like, you know, it's a piece of artwork, really. Absolutely, and still functioning. The, the craftsmanship and, and the, the way that they've lasted over time. And then we've got, is this Steven behind us over here? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me more about a horse-drawn buggy. That's the, uh, that's the extent of what I know. <laughs> And wooden wheels. Truck show podcast. Buggy action. Hot buggy action. All Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It was it was gorgeous though. Museum piece that was out that they that they actually have it out in the world being mm. used. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yep. You'll want to hear from Steven. All here. right, here we go. It is making biofuel. So uh, let's talk to him for a minute. Okay. What exactly are you doing over here? We're we're here. You've got by the way Suzuki Samurai. Solid choice. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Uh, I stopped at uh, Burger King on the way in, mm-hmm. and I'm ready to make some biofuel. If you know, <laughs> are you? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it works that way. Uh, we like that. But you've got all sorts of vats hooked up to uh, various, looks like uh, tubes and pumps, and uh, your Hummer tours are biofuel. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so we actually own restaurants. The island company owns restaurants on the island. Uh, we collect the oil from the restaurants instead of shipping that over to the mainland. Did you ever see Kentucky Fried Movie? Oh, no, I did not. So it's so, so inappropriate by today's standards. Yeah. It's so politically incorrect. Pretty much every movie that we grew up with is, by the way. Uh, but the funniest scene is that they uh, there's an oil shortage, uh-huh. and they need natural oil. Okay. So they have a bunch of uh, teenagers turning in their combs, hairbrushes, and squeezing their faces over a conveyor belt. That's super gross. It was great. That's real biofuel that right real there. Gross. Uh, we actually process it here on the island. And we run it uh, in our uh, biofuel Hummers. So uh, the question everybody who's never been around biofuel wants to know: Does it smell like French fries when uh, the, when the Hummers are running? It does, and I think that's another marketing uh, deal. As it, it makes our guests more hungry. Yeah, to, that's right. To yeah. Revisit I don't know why they really want a buffalo burger and some fries at the end of this. Uh, <laughs> the end of this. So how long does the process take for you guys to go from the the 
leftover oil. I'm guessing it's vegetable based oil. Yeah, yeah. So and then so to mean, go yeah. to a fuel, something that's uh, that you're able to use uh, for fuel. Yeah. So it it's soybean based uh, fryer oil. It's collected from the restaurants. Uh, maybe it settles for maybe two weeks in uh, one of the totes, and then it goes through a filtering process. Uh, gets it down to less than one micron, it eventually ends up through a centrifuge and that centrifuge brings it down to uh, less than one micron. Wow. And then it's, uh, it's biofuel. So is there anything different you need to use? Fuel filters, water separators, anything in the fuel system that is different pumps, anything like that? Or can this just go straight into the tank and be run that way? It's, it's mixed with uh, traditional diesel and then that's what makes the biofuel. It, it goes through a, a series of filters uh, prior to it going into the into the centrifuge. Since the island company owns the restaurants and also owns the Hummers, and you're using oil out of the uh, the restaurants, waste oil to create this, I'm assuming that the oil is bought in the beginning with a whole life cycle in mind. So it's bought, a certain oil is provided to everybody knowing that you're going to collect that to make the uh, biofuel at the end of the uh, it's useful life in the kitchen. Yeah, I, I don't know if the, the chefs know that, that <laughs> it's going into the Hummers, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it will it, now. Yeah. It definitely <laughs> saves money as well as saves the, the uh, you know, the carbon footprint, if you Very will. Very cool. So. How, now, how did you become the, uh, the biofuel chef on uh, Santa Catalina Island? So I originally was hired here as a tour bus driver, and I still do uh, drive the buses and the flexes and the Hummers. Um, but I have been mixing my own fuel since I was in high school uh, with my Mercedes diesels. And you were that guy. I was that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when diesel was at f over five dollars a gallon, sure. I needed and I had no money in my pocket. I needed to figure it out. So uh, that's led you know ten years down the road, fifteen years down the road, uh, to me doing this for the island company. All right. So as a tour bus driver, so we're going to go a little bit off the reservation here. Okay. Who has funnier one-liners, you guys or the Jungle Cruise at Disneyland? Uh, I would say that we're probably about on par. Uh, <laughs> these these jokes go back to the 20s, uh, so there are a lot of dad jokes. Uh, Can you give us one or two just for fun? And then here's what we'll do. We'll tell our uh, audience here uh, a couple jokes, but then they're going to have to buy a tour in order to hear the rest right. of them. Okay, let me think of one off the top of my head. Uh, the zip line versus the zap line. We also have a, zi <laughs> uh, a zip line that we have on the island. Yes. And there's electrical lines that run across uh, above the zip line. <laughs> and so we, we joke how uh, you want to do the zip line, not the zap line. Like so. All right. <laughs> All right. So that one's for free. But the rest of you have to come over to, uh, to Catalina Island to, uh, to get the rest. All right. Well, Stephen, thanks for walking us through your... Uh, your laboratory, as okay, they say, thank you. uh, yeah. you're doing all this uh, Mad Max uh, biofuel yeah, stuff, and yep. it's pretty cool to see. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Well done. Yeah. I learned a little fun. something about the um, ecology, and I also learned about uh, making biofuel. Yeah. Uh, I thought you already had biofuel down. <laughs> Sounded like. <laughs> I did. Wrong kind of biofuel. Uh, all right. We got one more clip. Not the kind that comes out of my butt. It's always about your butt. <laughs> uh, we got one more clip talking about some of the engine swaps that they were doing and uh, up close to the the, uh, the Hummers. Okay, so now we've talked to Steven with the uh, with the biofuel. Uh, I'm curious, in the back, we're going to hopefully open up. The Did you set your mic down on the table and just walk away from it? What happened here? Yeah, I quit right there. <laughs> Gave up on our show. Okay, so now we've talked to Steven with the... Uh, with the biofuel, uh, I'm curious, in the back, we're gonna hopefully open up the uh, the engine hatch here on the flexible bus, but what's inside, what do they come with uh, originally, and then what do you guys think the main uh, repower is, or what's the plan to repower? 
Sure. So um, first and foremost, uh, what's in here right now isn't originally there. This is probably its, uh, I couldn't say if it's its fifth engine or if it's its third, but- uh, These buses right, are pretty old, right? They're 50s? Yeah, this is this one here is, uh, I think Stephen's gonna open up the engine hatch here. And Stephen yes, you can- gotta, You gotta keep Stephen around. He's, yeah, uh, no, he's a good guy. So it's a 5.9, right? This is, this is, this is, this, uh, this looks like a, is that a- 5.9? Cummins? No. Yes, so, is it so Cummins? Not a, not a B series though, right? Or no. It's early pre twelve valve. Twelve valve. Okay, so we have a five See, nine <laughs> mechanically injected twelve valve Cummins. So our friends over at Cummins, who uh, so we have a good friend Steve Sanders at Cummins, who runs the repower division. Okay. So he'll be happy to know that uh, his engines are going well, in here. Well, yeah, and and the, the ones that are going in right now are also Cummins, and uh, what they're the Q, ISB or the QSB? I, I, the ISB. ISB. And are those all are those the six sevens or the six seven, six seven tier thirteen? Yep. So those are the new uh, the newer version with the mechanic or with the electronic fuel injected. Electronic injected. everything yep. electronic here. Very cool. So <laughs> that dude in the background has no patience for you. He's no, like, that's that's not true at all. Really, no, he's like he was awesome. I, no, no, I he shr I, I can feel him shrug his shoulders. He's like electronic and everything. No, he's that's not how it was. he was awesome. No, super cool he's guy. Rolling his eyes. No, 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 no. He's not like you at all. Obviously, our our fans love Cummins, and uh, we're huge Cummins fans. So whenever we see them, it's always a, a treat. And you know, basically, you can put a Cummins in anything. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with all the Ford conversions that are called Fummins on excursions <laughs> yeah. and super duties. But a lot of guys have uh, Cummins six sevens and five nines that they uh, that they put in there. Yeah, I love seeing these old these old engines. See one of these old engines, but it's funny because the engine looks like it could literally have been the original one in this in this bus. But um, the Detroit diesel. Or it something was like a, that? a GM or Detroit. Yeah, probably a they, were, they were original gas gas oh, back in the fifties. Yeah, and they were they were uh, manual transmissions. Now they're automatic Alice, some sort of Alice in this in it. And uh, yeah. You guys should see the cooling stack on here. It's uh, two electric <laughs> fans with the uh, the radiator. I'm guessing it must give air. Is there a scoop on the roof that brings that's it down? Right. Yes. That's okay. right, that's right. <laughs> I'm looking going, there's no airflow look, look, back look, here. Look, look, careful. Oh, there we go. So uh, interesting, you, one of your questions in the, uh, I know you're gonna ask is um, the challenges of maintenance or the challenges yeah. on the island. So uh, if you look at the design of this, uh, it's pretty clear to me it was originally designed for highway use. Sure. So the amount of airflow coming down here would be adequate. You have to suck area, right? Because right. You have, you're going 20 or 30 miles an hour on the island, you're not going 50 exactly. or 60. Exactly. So plus when you're climbing that same stagecoach yeah, road in, in the summer so day, like- So you fans up there too. Right. Okay. So this has been, uh, this has been an engineering work of in progress, I think. For the, since certainly in the five years I've been here, overheating has is, is definitely been a, a concern or, a, or an issue that we've been, you know, constantly trying to combat. So um, I think hopefully, knock on wood, you know, we got this <laughs> down pat. But um, yeah, the new ones will be uh, oh, less of a challenge. Totally different. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how you guys, you know, obviously you look at a six seven and a new Ram. Is there a guy with a clarinet in the background? Yes. He followed me the, the entire time. <laughs> and the cooling stack is probably 18 inches deep or more because of how much power they make. Well, they, they, what we did with it. With it. Would be funny if you went back to your uh, bungalow at night. Uh, yeah. And outside and the window, there's a guy there's serenading with a clarinet. You're like, shut up. I don't know. I think somebody just had a radio in the shop. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sure that was playing. So, well, let's not forget uh, there weren't uh, power steering until 2004 as well, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Man, I, I can't even imagine going up some of those tight roads and. Uh, Especially with the park benches, you know, about halfway up there. I probably don't need to ask why Cummins, but why Cummins? What other power plants did you guys look at, uh, and why did you settle on the? Uh, <laughs> I inherit the Cummins. 
You inherited it. Settle? Why did you settle in the comments? Well, it's a bad choice of words. Related 100%. It's one of the best on engines, the period. Today, yes. We uh, have a, uh, a, a competition we do called Diesel Power Challenge at Diesel Power Magazine. And uh, we have had Cummins where guys have had their engines built and the intake valves were put on the exhaust side and the exhaust valve were put on the intake side. They still ran. They still <laughs> made over like 900 horsepower before they realized that their engine was built wrong by the builder. We've had freeze plugs <laughs> blow out. We had one guy who had two dead. So by the end, we basically we do all this. We do racing, drag racing. We do an eighth mile with a trailer tow. We do a dyno fuel economy run. We do a sled pull at the end of it. So there's all these events that these guys put their trucks through. Mm -hmm. One year we had a guy had two dead cylinders in his uh, 5.9 Cummins and still did the sled pull. Truck caught on fire at the end. We uh, <laughs> sprayed it off and it started up and limped back uh, off the uh, off the track, if you can believe that. I mean, you can't kill them. In the diesel swap world, we call the, uh, the Cummins is like the small block Chevy of the diesel world. Yeah. I mean, it's just a great engine. All right, so we're walking uh, to a bay that's connected. And, oh, look at this. Oh, wow, okay. We have an old Ram 3500 Dually with the service bed on it. That's gonna be a 5.9 12-valve truck. We've got a Ford uh, little uh, Transit Connect van. We've got a big old Freightliner water truck. We've got one, two, three of the Hummers that are here. And, oh, look at the old Defender. Is that a 90? <laughs> oh my god. Wait, hold on. We gotta we gotta like we'll talk about the Hummers in a second. Oh it's a 110. Oh now now this is the Land Rover we're talking about. This thing is gorgeous. It's a 1963. And as you can see, this is oh my this god. is what it is. Okay, so it's uh, your typical British racing green. It's got uh like a Wimbledon white steel wheel on it, canvas uh roof, it's a four-door defender. Uh, it's got your typical Land Rover of this era. It's got the three across seating in the front. It's got a bench in the second row, and then you've got the uh, jump seats that are facing uh, the sides of the vehicle or are coming out in the cargo area. And this thing is awesome. Looks like, so somebody knows that this is an aluminum body and they created this beautiful aluminum bumper, but it's raw. And then what do we have in here? Engine-wise, in, in here it's a so it not the Land Rover engine. Is that a Buick Six? No, it's a Chevy. Is it a Chevy? Okay. Yes, it's a Chevy. And the person who knows what Chevy is is, is Victor because he rebuilds them. Okay, we're yes. gonna have to, have to go find Victor so, and so find Victor, out more. Victor knows everything about this uh, oh engine. Oh my gosh, this thing is and absolutely uh, gorgeous. Aluminum radiator and aluminum radiator. And this is cool because this is the old school that has the grate and it has the uh, headlights between the fenders. But then somebody also has the uh, the headlights outboard on the fenders. And is this Victor? Yes, this is Victor. Hey, how you doing, Victor? How's it going? You are the guy that uh, that makes all this stuff run. <laughs> yes, he does. Like, yeah. One of them. So uh, wow, this thing's gorgeous. What's the uh, what's the engine that's in there? It's a 4.3 uh, throttle body injection. Okay. We did not install it. Somebody else did it long time ago we're just uh preparing and fixing so a 4.3 chevy v6 and yeah. so you would have that in i guess a, a silverado 1500 based work truck at some point something like yeah, that stands yeah blazers and, and pickups what's the transmission behind it that's the original one original 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 land land Rover so somebody had to create a bell housing mm -hmm. to match them up and yeah. so that it was lovingly uh, recreated at some point yeah um wow this thing is really cool how often does it get driven Probably, uh, I'd say maybe once a month, probably. But it goes all the way to El Rancho Escondido and back down. and yeah, At least once a month, I'd say, unless it's in here. Yeah. <laughs> right. It actually just uh, uh, underwent, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, transmission and transfer case replacement. Yes. Right? 
Yes. Okay, just... so uh, clearly you don't have your accent's not from Santa Catalina Island. Um, do you have a soft spot for uh, these old Land Rovers here? <laughs> well, I was going to say I was from Texas, but I don't think I can <laughs> um, yes, absolutely. I think uh, as a kid, uh, the Land Rover was one of my first ever uh, driving experiences um, around the farms of North Norfolk. So yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's kind of fun to see, uh, you know, you both made it over here. You're both working on the island. It's funny because uh, <laughs> I was actually, um, BYD actually make a, a double-decker bus, a red double-decker <laughs> London bus. Yeah. And I put that in front of our owners and he said, enough, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> you already have a Land Rover on the island. What, what more do you need? All right, well, that thing is absolutely gorgeous. So we'll, we'll take some pictures of that. And then we've got the, uh, the Hummers here. So we were talking these hummers were our military surplus they didn't start out as h1s which was the consumer version these are all military hummers that's correct they just uh, made it to all the 13 passengers yeah 12 in the back and one well, in the front, 12 in yeah. the back and one in the front yeah so you basically have it looks like uh, three rows behind the driver so uh, the cargo area and then there's like sort of a uh, a uh, attachment off the back where you're sitting behind the uh, the rear axle and uh, the cool canopies and all that. What's the uh, powertrain on these? They have a 6.5. Two of them have a turbo diesel, and four of them are regular diesel. So, 6.5. So the uh, the 6.5 GM diesel that was non-turboed, uh, which is famous for you know being an they're basically an on-off switch. There's there's no power. It's either on or off with the uh, with the throttle. I had a friend, uh, 85 uh, diesel Suburban who had, I believe it was a 6.2 uh, non-turbo. Oh man, those things, but they're reliable. All right, this, this is the guy we have that to talk to. That is the guy you have to talk to. Javier. So, uh, so I was told that you actually born and raised on the island. That's correct. You are probably, uh, you're, you're more, uh, uh, I guess, uh, germane to the island than just about anything that's been here, right? Pretty much, yeah, you get to <laughs> know everybody. Next to the trees. Next to the trees, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Everybody great. else has been imported. So when you uh, get in a fight with somebody and say, get off my island, you really mean it. <laughs> no, no. no comment. <laughs> you just turn your head, your, your <laughs> cat backwards and it's go time. All right. So, so what's the, uh, as a resident and somebody who's grown up here, what's your favorite part of the island that maybe nobody knows about? Because obviously most people come to Avalon or they go to the Isthmus. Uh, you know, maybe they go to the camp or something like that. But there's got to be a place that you appreciate. Actually, if uh, one of my favorite places I would say would be Ben Weston. It's a little beach on the backside. Mm -hmm. um, there used to be a road you can get down to it now. I mean, before now it's all hiking. It's about a hike mile. Or you take a Hummer from work? Well, if I could. <laughs> <laughs> but it, uh, it's because only when back in the days when we had little league, little league tournaments, every end of the year we would have a big summer party down there. Oh, awesome! And so basically, what happened is they make they would put up a little makeup um, ring. And anybody that either hit you or, you know, did something you didn't like at the, you know, the way he got you out, they put these big gloves on you and it was go time. So it's actually one of my favorite spots to hang out. It's a really nice beach over there. So obviously uh, a little bit different than other people. You guys have Hummers here. Got, Correct. Uh, the, milita the military, not the uh, civilian that you guys convert to tour vehicles. Correct. And what are some of the things that you maybe love or don't like about the Hummers? How long can they go without maintenance? I think people are curious. Like, well, we talked about earlier, these are fleet. These were made for fleets, right? Compared to correct. some of the consumer vehicles that yeah. are turned into fleet vehicles. Well, see, unfortunately here, we have some really rough roads. Yeah. So lack of maintenance is going to be a really, really bad thing. You sure. don't want to, you know, you want to stay on top of your maintenance for sure. Um, I, pros and cons, you know, they're great looking vehicles. Yeah. Everybody loves they're a Hummer, right? They're just expensive to maintain. Sure. Um, I don't know if any other part in the world if they're 
as hard as we ride them. Yeah. So, but other than that, I mean, they're... A typical vehicle, how many times does it go out on a tour during a day? During would, busy season. And the busy season, I would say they're pushing about four East End tours, which is two and a quarter hours around, their, wow. around the okay. backs of the island East End tour. Yeah. So that's pushing them to their limits, you know? Yeah. Um, that's a typical day for them. What's you know? the uh, modifications outside of the body and the, and the you know, carriage work to fit everybody? Are, is there, you know, shocks, suspension? No, that's all still. Okay. Yeah, that's all still, you know, the same unless any, no, but that's all. They, they could carry a lot of weight, obviously, being with armor Absolutely. and all that other stuff on them. Yeah, so. they're actually being pushed to their limits. You know, they're carrying extra, well, they're 13 passengers that's when old. they're usually about five passengers the max. Sure. So the extended of this. Yeah, you wouldn't carry. want 13 of me on there. <laughs> <laughs> that's too many Buffalo burgers this week. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Very yeah. cool. And, I, and notice it looks like you guys upgrade the lighting. You have LED yeah, lighting so all the way around. And yeah, just to you know, consume battery powers. But we don't really use them at night. There is a tour occasionally that will run at night. That's really rare depending on the sales. Was, yeah, people in town yeah, that want to do something crazy. Too, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've done, like I said, yeah, as you see the modifications, just the LED. Um, different size of tires and stuff but um just yeah to so make the, them look. the stock tires are 37s from uh, the military they were uh, the good years uh wrangler what do you you guys are using the uh, cooper cooper discover yeah. stt pros and then yes. what size are you running on these i saw on the mickey thompson wheels well i think it's still the same as the 37 it's a 17 inch rim mm -hmm. So I don't know. I mean, the stock you said. Yeah. Also, so yeah, the, the early the ones. Although these are much more aggressive, and I'm yeah. sure I'm just trying to. Let's Not see. that we're doing anything mud, you know, going in the mud or anything, but it just looks Would more you, beefier. Yeah. Well, you need a big lug for some of the uh, softer stuff too, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. So this is uh yeah 37 1250 yes. 17. So it's so the same. And they're all they're all flat black, so they just look super super menacing. Yeah. How many blacks is out there, right? But it takes a long time to choose the right black color. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. No, this is uh, this is super awesome. Kind of seeing what you guys are up to out here, and appreciate right you uh, walking us through. And no, I no noticed problem. there's some other cool stuff in here, like old five nine twelve valve uh, Ram thirty five hundred. Yes, Dually? that's correct. That's I mean, the that's gonna be truck. a work. That's the work truck right that's there, the, right? That's that's my ideal truck, man. If okay. I ever get to keep something like that, that that's one of my favorites. Out of all the trucks that you that come through here. If you could drive one of them every day or, or keep one of them. My service truck right here. Your service truck, yeah, right? Absolutely. It's only because it has also 5.9 Cummins in it, man. That's so it's a, it's a, like we that. said, it's a, it's a two-wheel drive dually. Yes. It's a, uh, a what they would have called back then the quad cab, I guess. Correct. Um, and it's a 3,500, 12-valve. Is it a stick? Yes. Yeah. So let's see. That would be, I think that's a, uh, is that a G56 transmission, I think, on those? Uh, or is it an ice? Sure. I can't no. remember. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So I noticed... You guys have upgraded the lights on it, but it's also a two-wheel drive, yet the duels on the back have mud terrains on it. That's, the, that's how you got to get around the island, man. <laughs> that's what, yeah. Exactly, that's why I'm This is cool aluminum diamond plate uh, uh, service bed. That's, that's called service with the quality. <laughs> yeah, that's the truck that goes everywhere to, you know, to, to fix it. Yes. Very cool. Yeah, so like I said, this is our kind of our operation here. Different type of vehicles. We go from, like I said, bicycles all the way up to you know, backhoes and a couple of industrial equipment that we have. Right, who knew? I mean, right? I mean, this is one of those things where you come here and you don't get to see all the hard work you guys are doing. No. You come to oh, the island and you enjoy the tour and you go and have your Buffalo burger, but you don't necessarily get to see all the buffalo hard work. Buffalo burger, and in. I say uh, also we're going to recommend you a um, buffalo milk. Uh, my wife has had about <laughs> two a day for the past four days. So oh, I have not had buffalo milk. Since oh well, I will tell you that uh, oh, the the I've whole the Holman family we yeah. swill buffalo milk like it's water when we come to the island. <laughs> so. 
You didn't have an Andrew yet, right? I, I haven't. Okay, well, we, we'll have one we need to get you. <laughs> All right. All right. I like that. Where's the, where is the best buffalo milk on the island? That's true. Okay, so we went to Disconso because we always do. Ooh. We do the cabana. We go down. But my wife's like, there's not enough alcohol in this one. I, I don't feel it. And I'm like, babe, I like I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if that's a, uh, if that's like a narrative on you or like, you've been drinking if, a lot. If lately? I'm correct, I've, what I heard that this drink originally originated from two harbors. Oh, that's okay. the best spot you're going to find two it. Two harbors. Yes. All right. so okay. You got to go. Best Buffalo milk is two harbors, but where's the best, best Buffalo burger? Cause I've had Eric's on the pier. I've had the Buffalo nickel. I've had everywhere. I saw because I'm in search of the best buffalo burger on the island. You being a resident and, and a son of Catalina Island, you have to have the answer. I would try up at the uh, airport in the sky. I would agree with you. I think yes. the airport has a, a mighty good <laughs> yes. buffalo burger. They also do <laughs> buffalo breakfast burritos. Now that. I heard and I have not had that. But their I've breakfast had the burrito, burrito. Solid. Yes. Solid. So if you come yes. to Catalina Island, get your butt up. In fact, you could take one of uh, Andrew's uh, buses up to the airport That's and have correct. yourself a uh, cookie. And a 1953 <laughs> flexible bus. That's right, and a, uh, and a buffalo burger <laughs> in the sky. Absolutely. So I appreciate it. In fact, it. all of the Hummer tours do make a pass by the airport as well. So All right, yes. so come over here, sign up for Hummer tour, get yourself a buffalo burger at the airport. That's correct. While you're down to Sconzo. <laughs> well, you got to wash your buffalo burger down with something. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thanks so much. We appreciate your time and uh, let me come check out the shop. Thank you, and you're more than welcome anytime. So, Holman, thank you very much for that reporting from the desert island off the coast of California known as Catalina. Yes, uh, see, this is how much I love the truck show uh, podcast audiences. Even on vacation, mm-hmm. I go out of my way to bring you guys hopefully something interesting along my uh, my travels. <laughs> Lion sack. <laughs> you were totally bored, and you're like, I need, you're like, ah, I need my fix of truck talk. I had a cardboard <laughs> sign. I was on the, uh, the corner of Clarissa and Crescent Avenue saying, please talk trucks with me, and these <laughs> nice gentlemen picked me up. Yes, all right. It's time to talk truck some more. Oh, should I hit it? Uh, yeah, I'm waiting. Okay. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Ah! My voice cracked because I've been yelling the uh, the last guy. <laughs> I know. went to the Angel game last night. And, oh, is uh, that why? Because yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm like, Arr! I've been listening to it, and I thought it was puberty. There's a really bad call, and so I was heckling the umpire with some of my favorite umpire heckles. Where were you sitting to be close enough to the umpire? Uh, our seats are uh, section 225. You have season tickets? Yeah, my, uh, my, my dad uh, goes in with some guys, and we do about 10 games uh, plus a year. Okay. And uh, we're the second section or the second row of the section section behind first base. Okay, so you can we can. Yell How many at the Dodger? I'm sorry, you don't need Dodger dogs at Angel. No, I definitely How many? Don't. But it's Wiener Schnitzel dogs. No, I think. no, they used to have Wiener. They have Farmer John there now. Too. Oh, it's Farmer John. Yeah. Got it. Oh, yeah, they change yeah, all the okay. time. I mean, there's no like real hot dog sponsor. They don't have any allegiance around. to one hot yeah, dog brand. Yeah, I think they're a hot dog agnostic. <laughs> <laughs> hot dog agnostic is yeah. playing uh, Lollapalooza. They yeah, just I, announced it in, in uh, Grant Park. In Chicago. <laughs> is that what it was? Yes. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, uh, my friend Grant used to sit a couple rows in front of us, and we would go and we would heckle the teams, and we never knew that they could hear us until a guy by the names of Ducksworth was uh, pitching for the Royals, mm-hmm. and he did a horrible job. So we heckled him from the stands. And uh, we told him that, you know, great addition to the Angels and blah, 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 blah. He took one step down in the dugout after he got pulled in, like, the early innings, walked back up, looked at us, pointed, flipped us off, and went back in the dugout. <laughs> so from that point on, we knew they could hear us. Oh, you're that guy. Yeah, so uh, so I had to uh, uh, 
you know, pull out some of my favorite uh, umpire heckles. And uh, it was good. All right. Hmm. It's good. So anyway, that's what, why what, my What's new with trucks, Holman? Oh, man. Uh, hey, do you remember that uh, Toyo SEMA event that we hosted? Uh, yeah, of course. We hosted that for uh, Julie and Stan. I thought it went pretty well. We didn't screw it up. Uh, or no. did we? No, we didn't. Oh, okay. We didn't. We didn't. Uh, that truck that we gave the award to, uh, it was oh, the 1944. What truck? Oh, so all I remember is that the owner of the truck was super cool. Chris Church of yes. Chris Built Customs in Portland. Uh, anyway. Your voice is going out as you read yeah, this. Yeah, I know. Totally. <laughs> uh, I I want you to pull this up on YouTube. Okay. Uh, Toyo just put out a press release, mm-hmm. and the beginning of the video on this truck on their YouTube page mm-hmm. is the gnarliest sounding burnout ever, and I think we have to, since we gave this truck an award, mm-hmm. I think we have to uh, acknowledge our, our good work here. Oh, he's just lighting up the tires. Oh, yeah. That's what happens when you have a tire sponsor. Man, those Toyos smoke nice. Thank you. And I don't know if you remember, but that had a, uh, it's a 40 Ford pickup. It's on a full custom Schroeder speed That's chassis. That's right. It was called 40 Shades of Gray. 40 Shades oh of Gray. Oh, yep. I remember now. And uh, there's a bunch of carbon fiber, aluminum. It's super awesome. But the engine was a Wagner Motorsport Chevy LS3 with a Whipple supercharger, so 900 horsepower. Uh, I don't think that thing will ever hook up. So uh, He built this for his wife. Yes. Yes. So uh, she has uh, the raddest truck in Portland by far. And, you know. We, we gave it an award, so it's kind of cool to see Toyo doing some video with it. I thought we'd uh, talk about it, so head on over to uh, Toyo's uh, so you YouTube got, page. you got to search. Oh, my God, I didn't even realize what it's listed as. Did you see yes. it? Yes. Let me read this verbatim. $450,000. 1940 Ford pickup on Toyo tires. Go back to our SEMA episode. I think we even talked to him back then and asked him what he thought it was worth, and I don't think it was 450 I mean, I don't know what they're basing it on here, but holy shnikes, we should check in with him again. That'd be fun. Because how did we, how did he arrive at 450K? We were just surmising it, it would be worth a lot. Well, there's a lot of labor love in that car. Well, no, but I'm truck. wondering if he got an offer on it. Because how do you just arrive at this number? Did they just make or it's it up? the I don't want to sell a price. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hmm. You got any more burnouts for me? Uh, nope. You, you have a this. diesel burnout. So uh, did you know that full-size diesel pickup truck sales are up 23% according to it. the Diesel Technology Forum? I believe it. So these are the uh, the half-year sales numbers for 2019, demonstrating continued demand for diesel vehicles that support America's toughest jobs. Uh, according to the latest data- <laughs> You're running out of breath. I, I, well, my, my voice is like I'm, I'm losing it. So, okay. uh, well, more than my voice, I'm losing my mind too. Mm-hmm. According to the latest data, sales of full-size diesel trucks in the U.S. are up 23% over Q1, more than double the sales of all cars and trucks for the quarter. Oh my God. That's crazy. They were only up 11%. I'm going to get into the uh, aftermarket truck parts business. Uh, yeah, you should find a company uh, that would support that uh, hobby of yours. <laughs> uh, it says uh, right now there are nearly 50 diesel powered choices for American consumers in 2019. It's hard to believe. 50? That's a lot. There's I'm, a lot of cars I, and SUVs now. I don't, I don't think we'd want to waste people's time, but no. I, 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 I would be hard pressed to figure out 50 and diesel that's, truck and choices. And that's without the. Um, Without the uh, Volkswagens, right? Huh. I mean, they were before. That was that was the brand you. Did they to. say fifty choices of diesel trucks and just, cars? Oh, and cars. Okay, all right, gotcha. That makes sense. Diesel powered choices for Americans. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you hear? <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, there's apparently this Ford dealer. Um, you know, I think we we may have talked about this with a, a Chevy dealership, um, but there's a Ford dealer, and I'll show you this picture. Uh, an Ohio Ford dealership is bringing retro back to the F-150. 
the retro BFP 2019 Ford F-150 pays homage to the trucks of old. What does the BFP stand for? I don't know. The uh, truck is designed after an iconic Ford truck styles of the 70s and 80s. Oh, Beachmont Ford Performance in Cincinnati, Ohio. Got it. And they're basically taking a modern truck and making it look no old. No way. Old, look at that two-tone red school, on top, yeah, red school, on bottom with a, two, uh, a white, giant white, what do you call that? Uh, not a midsection. Uh, yeah. It is a midsection. It is, yeah. It's got a, a, you know, a classic 10-hole uh, wheel. It's got stainless steel roll bar and uh, Casey Daylighters with the happy face on top. Unbelievably rad. Are you into that? Yeah, I really am. You think that's cool? Yeah, I do. And normally I don't like retro. But yeah, that I know. Is, that's why I was surprised that you uh, that you were that you that, like that. I'm all about that one. That for whatever reason that works for me. They say customers can select any trim of Ford F150 to which they add the retro package. The dealership recommends XLT or Lariat Chrome for an authentic look because they have Chrome bumpers already. The, um, it says Beachmont Ford Performance then adds a three and a half inch ready lift. The package also comes with 17 inch polished Mickey Thompson wheels that sit on 35 inch BFG tires. An all-chrome, very retro-looking black horse bed rack with KC highlights is added, and the truck is wrapped in a satin pearl white for an iconic two-tone look that makes the F-150's colors pop. Finally, a Roush Performance catback exhaust is added to the sound of the truck's 5-liter V8. And then you can also do a Roush or a Whipple supercharger. So mm. that's pretty cool. Pricing for the BFP F-150 retro is, uh, mm. well, can you I'm guess? I'm going to say... You're talking about just for the enhancements, right? Uh, the whole package. The whole truck together. Oh, crap. Okay. All right. The whole package is including the truck 74. No, just shy of 54. Oh, wow. Now, obviously, it depends on the trim level, but you can get into it, I mean, fairly reasonably if you are Oh, into uh, you that know what? Level. I was thinking diesel, and you said it was yeah, the, a five the, liter the five coyote. liter. Okay. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Yep. Yep. Uh, did, you, uh, did you hear? Nope. Apparently not. Uh, Ivan Ironman Stewart is going to be inducted to the Motorsports Hall of Fame. Oh. As he should. I, How is he not already in it? I know. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Uh, anybody who grew up in our era will remember him from the- What are we, 90? From the uh, video game that had three steering wheels. It was like Ivan Stewart's off-road. It was a stadium. Adventure. Race. Remember? No, no, no. It was Oh, it was a stadium. And you could pick up the nitro things and like beat we your gotta friends. St- we got to yeah, Google it. Find out. We can't, we can't not tell anyone what it's called. They're gonna because there's guys they're pounding their steering wheel right now going it's fill in the blank super off road super off road yes so anyway uh, that's what most people remind will remember him by also by Iron Manning yes a lot of races where you know a lot of teams will swap out the driver the Baja 1000 you go the whole distance he did the whole distance even yeah. today when I was racing with the Hall family with Josh Hall he. Iron Man, the Baja 1000, many times. Why Iron Man? That's because he didn't want you to drive. That's why. Well, that's probably true. (laughs) Um, But Ivan Iron Man Stewart is a legend and a hell of a nice guy. And uh, it's awesome to see that he is being inducted into the motorsport. I guess better late than never. So I just wanted to hear it again. Sounds so good. Oh, here, here. I, I'm. What's wrong with me? This is why he hasn't been inducted yet, because he'll be the first inductee into a brand new off-road racing category. Okay. And so he's uh, 74 years old. What category? Off-road racing. Oh, I thought you said an <laughs> off-road racing category. No, the new off-road racing category. Oh, it's category. Just the off-road. Yes. Ra- okay, sorry, got it. Uh, so he joins nine others in the class of 2020, including a mix of NASCAR, motorcycle, and open-wheel racers. 
Uh, the Motorsports Hall of Fame of America was founded in 1989 in Novi, Michigan, and moved to Daytona Beach in 2016. So uh, Ivan Stewart had been racing since 73. He joined the factory Toyota team in 83. By the way, most people will remember that iconic orange, yellow, and white Toyota race truck paint scheme of, of that era. Mm, I mean, I do. I don't. All right, well, here's let, a picture let, let of Jogger and Red. Uh, you don't remember that? Yeah. That's the, pretty the, iconic. The uh, 45 degree stripes yeah. on the... Yeah, Talk on about the, retro. Yeah. That's retro. Huh. huh, okay. All right. It says here he has 84 career off-road racing victories to his <laughs> name. These victories include 17 Grand National Sport Truck main events in the Mickey Thompson Stadium Series, 10 Baja 500 overall wins, which is huge because to win overall in Baja means you beat the motorcycles. That's crazy. Uh, so uh, 10 Baja 500 overall wins and three Baja 1000 wins. Additionally, Stewart won five score season class points titles and two overall points championships. Nicknamed the Iron Man, Stewart is known for driving solo the entire Baja 1000. So that's insane. That's freaking awesome. Um, you know, I wonder if he would come on the show. I don't know, I, but... I, I uh, know how to get a hold of him. Then do so. Should, I, I, let me write that down, because yeah. it would be neat to have Iron, Iron Man Ivan Stewart on. Hey, did you hear? Yeah, tell me. Oh, yeah. Can't get enough. No, nope, that sounds awesome. I, well, let's not even have a, uh, a news segment. Let's just play that over and over again. <laughs> on a loop. Like you put on your iPad or your iPod or whatever, and you go to uh, just... Repeat, I guess. I think it'll get old at some point. Nope, never. No, never. Not even a little bit. Try it again. Okay. Normally, I would yell with you, but I literally cannot right no, now. No, you wouldn't make it. Th- um, and then the lastly is uh, everybody got excited this week because a spy photo of the Bronco came out. I didn't see that. How did I not see that? Head Where over, was I? Head over to fourwheeler.com if you want to see pictures of the Bronco Adventurer or Scout. Hmm. Turn, turn the laptop sideways so I can uh, take a gander. That's a lot of uh, squiggly black and white lines all over it, and it looks like the back end of a hearse. So I buried what the- is uh, with the back end? Buried the headline a little bit. Okay. Bronco is apparently going to have um, a multi-vehicle lineup. Mm. This isn't the Bronco everybody's waiting That's for. That's the hearse version? This is the entry-level <laughs> version of the Bronco, which will compete with the likes of the Jeep Cherokee. Okay. And so uh, now we see it in the wild. So for people who want that off-road experience but uh, can't afford the big Bronco or don't need that much capability, apparently they'll offer this. Uh, they've watered it down before they've even launched it. What's interesting, though, is they're calling it the Adventure or Scout, according to our sources. And you're going, hmm, Bronco Scout? I mean, I like the name. I get it. In the same off-road space, you should be the International Scout. So how are the Scout people going to feel about that? I don't know. Let us know. 657-205-6105. 657-205-6105 is yeah. the five-star hotline. Leave a message. Let us know what you think. As a, a uh, Scout uh, owner, are you offended yeah. if they if, if it comes out with that name? Or uh, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, what do you say we get into uh, our next guest? Is our guest better than that Bernie? Oh, she might be. It's a she? Is this Emmy? Let's call her. Is this Emmy Hall? Let's call her. Let's call her. All right. All right. I'm uh, I'm ready. Oh, let me turn this up. There we go. Oh, no. (laughs) This is is the first time you guys have talked. I just realized that. Yes, it is. I know. I can't believe it. 
finally getting to talk to the famous Jabubli. Jabubli, how dare you? Okay, we've got an intro. Don't move, Emmy. Yo, the truck show. Who dis? Who dis? Who the hell is this? A truck show interview you don't want to miss. We talk to top dogs in the industry. How'd you blow up? How'd you come to be? Who dis? Who dis? Truck show represent. Who dis? That's right, who dis? <laughs> Emmy Hall in the hizzy. What's up, Emmy Hall? I'm so glad I got the air horn. <laughs> really appropriate for me. Yep. <laughs> Uh, yes, as uh, as us in journalism circles would say, Emmy is our air horn. She is our I air am, horn. I know. I, I can't shut up and I speak really loudly, so I am not going to apologize for that, though. I have been through uh, third world countries with Emmy, traveling the world with her and have survived, so that was that was good. Where was the last one? Morocco? Morocco was the last place Yeah, overseas. that was our last trip. Well, we did the Jeep launch together, too. Was yeah. that I Moab or somewhere? Well, we saw each other in Moab. Okay. Yeah. <gasps> that Moab. Oh, my gosh. Wait. Moab is where this came from. Buzzer! Review. <laughs> yes, and then, and then, uh, Moab. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Morocco is. Yeah, buddy. Also true. That's right. Yep. You true. just. You're the gift that keeps on giving, Emmy. Dude, and what's funny is I'm not even trying. That's the best part about it. Is it's just like suddenly you guys have all these audio drops from me, and I'm like, well, well here's wait, 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 wait. But back up, back up. We have to talk about why this is funny, because Emmy, I put down the recorder. I was out doing magazine guy stuff. And I came back in the recorder. Something had moved, and I'm like, "What the hell?" We didn't find out till later. <laughs> the counter that, had advanced, yeah, right? Well, I just it, somebody had picked it up and put it down. Oh, and I'm see. like, "Why is somebody messing with my recorder?" We didn't find out till later that Emmy had recorded stuff. So then I went to Emmy, and I'm like, "Dude, did you know what you're doing?" She's like, "No, I took a risk that I wouldn't have deleted everything that you had already done today, <laughs> and it totally paid off." Oh my god! I mean, we play it every freaking show. I love it. Yeah, it's, so phenomenal. it's a hashtag on Instagram <laughs> for us. Absolutely. So I don't know how we – I feel like we need to get this get this out of the way first, is that Emmy and I um, had – A spat. Well, we didn't, but I think no, she, it, she thought we did and we didn't, right? It so, wasn't a spat. It's just that you were being a jerk and I had to tell you that you were being a jerk. But see, I wasn't <laughs> being a jerk. No, you were. No. Stop. <laughs> Let me explain. It's hammer time. All right. You've already explained. So no, But I didn't explain to Emmy on the phone. <laughs> okay. Right? So – all I was saying originally, we had uh-huh. originally said. You've heard it on the podcast, I'm sure. You've uh-huh. heard me explain, Emmy. Just for people who don't who don't remember this, this is from like 20 episodes ago. I know, <laughs> but I feel like it's been a it's been a weight on my shoulders this whole time. So I just want to get it off, put it on the table, or put it under the table and sweep. You're just addressing the giant elephant in the room. That's exactly right. Okay, well, and I'm not talking about you or your sunburn. Continue. So I, we were having a discussion about cars and guys modifying cars. And I just said, I, I wonder if women tinker on their cars the same way that men no, tinker. No, you did not. That's all no, on. Did I didn't not. use the Wait, stop. <laughs> Emmy, we're, this is like a political debate here. I didn't Do I have to say, be the moderator? I did not say, seconds. because I went back to the tape and I listened to it. Okay. I did not say, are women fascinated with cars or are women good drivers? I didn't say any of that. I was asking the question because guys can't leave anything alone. Guys will the guys keep the aftermarket alive in my belief, right? That's what I was asking. Do so a guy will tweak his car 
and then tweak it again and then tweak it again and tweak it again. But then where your misogynistic was, comment came out. It wasn't misogynistic. <laughs> I no, asked the you question. you didn't say anything about cars, about women and cars. You said you purses said, or shoes or something. Yes, it was a purses I, and shoes question. Right. So then I likened it. <laughs> right. Like, right. I did. I likened <laughs> it right. So if it's misogynistic, I apologize. I'm apologizing to her and to our audience. But I was just saying, we we don't. We're uh, most guys are not hoarders. <laughs> yeah, we you are Hold not. on a second. Wait, wait, wait. Uh-huh. I was trying to draw like a, like I was looking at the way that but, I do but things. Here's and my the, wife does things. But here's Let the problem. Finish. You didn't say you or your wife. You just said women, women in general. Women. All right. That's so where you got in trouble. I, I realized. So Emmy didn't like being lumped in into that box with with other women. Nor did all the other women listeners or purses or whatever. Right. Okay. But I'm like, women collect things. Just like men collect things. People collect things. People collect things. Uh-huh. But I was asking when women, when, they col- when they've collected or they bought something, whatever that something is, do they tweak it the way that men tweak it? That was my question, and it came out really poorly. But I you was think? asking- oh, Stop. I was asking what I thought was a legitimate question because uh-huh. all the guys I know, we tweak and we tweak and we tweak. But the women I know in my life- Right, and I have quite a few friends that are women. The ones they, that are that's left. impossible. They know it, it is possible. Like Emmy, someday she will be my friend. I want to know if she <laughs> buys today. a car and then modifies and tweaks. I, in my head, I'm thinking Emmy buys a car or a truck and she rips. I mean, she uses it like it's supposed to be used, but doesn't tweak and change bumpers and change fuel injection and change like all that stuff. So that's why I was asking the question: Do women tweak? their vehicles the way that men do. That was it. That's all I meant to say. Uh-huh. I wasn't trying to be an uh-huh. about it. Uh-huh. In the, in, the, uh, in the interest of keeping the peace and being chill, I will say, I will accept your explanation, and I will say that in my case, so uh, actually, Lightning, you and I do have something in common, and that's neither one of us own a truck. <laughs> temporarily hopefully well, hopefully that's yeah. just temporary so i have my daily driver is a 2004 mazda speed miata and so in that car i have put in a roll bar i've put in uh better brakes and steel brake lines and then i've put i have like better summer michelin pilot sport summer tires uh and i would like to put a bigger radiator in it so me, yes, I do tweak with the cars that I have, not to a super huge amount, only because I don't have a garage, and it would take a lot of YouTube for me to be like, oh, okay, I guess I'm going to do this to the car now. And what I really, really want to do is get an old beat-up Miata and do an off-road Miata build, because it's like a Japanese That would be cool. Damn, we just... would be awesome? There are so many... If you guys look on Instagram, there are like some super cool offered Miata builds. For sure. Oh, no, that's for sure. I mean, Steve Saffron and Chris Otani, both at my work, just sold their Miatas, and they were just like that. Uh Like, crazy, crazy builds. I think you would admit that you are kind of maybe the exception to the rule? Yeah, I am probably, in terms of, like, the general female population, probably an outlier. But but, But more and more women are getting into cars and getting into driving and getting into racing, and so that is really cool. And I like being able to... Uh, like kind of be a role model and encourage women. Like, I mean, I'm not super, I'm not really all that mechanical. I just really like to drive and I like cars. And so I like being able to say like, look, you don't need to know how a limited slip differential works to like to get out in your car and do a track day or hit the twisties on a Sunday. Like you don't have to know all the stuff that a lot of the guys know. You can just go out there and have fun and be the best driver that you can be. And then if you want to learn about the mechanics, that's cool. There's a lot of places where you can learn that, but it's not a prerequisite of being a car person. No, absolutely. And I, and, and some of the best drivers who are women are, are uh, the fastest out there. 
And by the way, uh, Emmy is doing way cooler things than most of the guys are doing. Emmy works for CNET. Now, I used to work for the same company. We were loosely affiliated. We were CBS and you were CNET. Or like CBS owns CNET, right? Or did you did they yeah, spin you yeah. off? So, so we're owned by, well, CBS owns CBS Interactive, which in turn owns CNET, which in turn is kind of the the parent company, I guess, of my automotive website, which is called Roadshow. Uh, so we are like the CNET version of Motor Trend, I guess, which is where you guys are right now. Yeah. So in, technically, we are competitors, so I should be having a super big beef with you. But I talked to my guys, and they were like, look, as long as they say who you're from, where you're from, and I can you know, give a shout out for some of my stuff that I was allowed to come on the show. So well, that's super what, excited. We're, we're uh, yeah, we, we consider you family. On the show, oh, you're like you our uh, like our half co-host that is uh, you know <laughs> uh, pops up and and so yeah we we work at different companies but we're all friends here and the reason we wanted to talk to you is not only because uh, you're full of awesome drops but uh, because you have one experience that you completed which will make most people listening super jealous. And then you have an upcoming crazy freaking experience that I want to know how you convince a certain company to give you that certain vehicle to go do your certain thing. Okay. Which one do you want to start with? The, the cool thing that I just did? So you are no longer under embargo. No, I am no longer under embargo, so we can talk about it. Yeah, let's do uh, the super cool thing that you just did that is now available for people to see you doing. Okay, so um, I went to Monster Jam University, and I drove a monster truck. Freaking <laughs> so <Nice>. awesome. <laughs> Which one? Which one? Which monster truck? Okay, so how it works is it's it's a, a university, like literally, uh, for potential drivers to go and learn how to drive a truck. So they don't have like Max D or the Brodos or anything like that. They just basically have like chassis of the monster trucks that don't have any of the body panels on them or anything like that, um, except for what's required for safety. So it was just a generic 12,000 pound, 1500 horsepower 17 foot long, 12 yeah. foot high. Everyday monster, monster truck. truck. Right. Yeah. Bargain variety. Now, Amy, this was, these yeah. were, these were the sit down ones. Cause there are some freak show stand up ones that some of the guys were doing back in the day, but this is yeah, sit, no, sit down. No, I sat down. I said, I can't imagine being in this while you're standing up. That would be really weird. Um, so I went in just for a day to kind of experience what new drivers get to get to learn about. And what was really cool is they, first of all, they shipped us, uh, seat into the university for me so that I had a seat that kind of fit me, you know, like normally you get your own seat, like molded to your butt, but they were able to bring a seat in for me, which was great. So I didn't have to like try to fit my lady hips into like a dude seat. I got to have one of the other female drivers. I got to have her seat. By the way, dude so, seat is opening up at Coachella. Yes, they <laughs> are. They? Yeah. I've, I've seen them. The bass player rips. Does he? Yeah, yeah. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> no, that's the one that has the girl bass player, right? Well, that was no, no. She she, she left. No, no, no. She left because she's on tour as a race car driver. Oh, got it. Right. Yeah, so now they right, feel, they got right, a feeling. Right, I remember right. now. <laughs> so they, uh, so they make so, a custom seat for you, right? Or yeah, they, so they, they fit it for you. Seat, and then and then we spent like just an hour getting the pedals in the right position. And like the whole the crew there, they like moved the whole pedal assembly for me forward just a little bit. So like I wouldn't have to to stretch my foot so I could feel comfortable. So like all of that is great. And then you're hooked up. You've got your your head and neck restraint, your helmet and your fire suit and gloves and your, six, your five point harness. And then they're like, OK, we're going to start this thing up. And you're like, all right, this is really weird and you started up and like it scared the crap out of me it was so loud it was now, so you, crazy you, loud you had amazing. to so explain though and i've driven one 
you have to crawl into it. It's not like there's a door and you just open it. Yeah, you have to crawl yeah, you through have to the crawl in from the from the underside. So it was like you know, put your foot on this part of the driving line, and then put your foot on this part of the driving line, and then like kind of haul yourself up. So yeah, so like once you get up there, like you're pretty, you're in for a while. Now, do they have a remote control so that if you get out of control, they could stop? Because they, on the one that yes. I had, we went around Anaheim yes. Stadium. Yeah, because they didn't trust yeah. you. And, they, and the guy had to, uh, he yeah. had to kill me kill because switch. I got too fast. You got a little yeah, crazy yeah, out yeah. there. Yeah, they have a kill, they have a kill switch for it. So. And they had a kill switch for me too. And then uh, it was pouring rain. Like it was so muddy. And if you guys ever look at those tires, like they don't really have any tread on them. No, I they mean, don't. They're, they're usually like worn out. Inches. Yeah, there's like eight inches between each like little tread bump on them. So stopping the thing was just crazy. It was just, I was sliding all over the place. And I got out there and the first thing I was supposed to do was do some ovals around some old, some tires, right? And I'm like, all right, that's cool. I'm just going to turn this thing in a circle. How hard could it be? It could be really, really hard. So you've got rear steering, right? So the idea is that you have your right hand on like this joystick and there's a switch at the top that you operate with your thumb. And then you're supposed to have the left hand is for your steering wheel. And so you're like palming the steering wheel the whole time. And that was when I realized that I need to go to the gym more because leaning my <laughs> steering wheel just with the palm is really hard. I'm like, I need one of those cue balls like my grandpa had to like, you know, turn the steering wheel around one hand. <laughs> were you were you nervous, Emmy, getting into the Yeah, thing? totally. I was totally nervous because I didn't, I had no idea how it was going to behave and like how, how it was going to feel and, and what is I was going to stop. Is it the weirdest driving experience that you've done? I ever, like for me, the weirdest thing I've ever driven that I felt super unnatural in was doing the uh, Richard Petty experience in a NASCAR at Fontana. Oh, that was, and, I did that and it was the most fun ever. Well, I didn't say it wasn't fun. It was just to me, the, the cars, good. they ride like crap. They're loud. They don't handle very well. Um, they just, they're just like a rattle trap and you just, everything just feels so disjointed compared yeah. to, you know, like sliding around a, well, in a rally car or something like and that. And how would you explain yeah. or describe the suspension in that monster truck? It's crazy. Oh my God. So they have like, uh, there's two shocks on each corner and I think they're at like 400 PSI maybe. Um, and you just, you don't really feel anything. Like you could go, you could drive over anything and you would never know that you'd actually driven over it. You know, I could drive over the, your mini. Like, <laughs> and you would never know it. I would and know so, it. Yeah, I would yeah. know it. <laughs> and, and yeah, it was a weird feeling um, only because I, all I wanted to do was put both hands on the steering wheel, right? Because that's what I do. Like, you know, you shift and then you put your other hand, you put your right hand on the steering wheel and then you shift and put your right hand but on the steering wheel. But then you still so, have to take your hand off the steering wheel to do the rear steer though. So, so it's not like well, you can yeah, but they, have the full time. Well, yeah, but they want you to drive it. They want you to drive it all the time with your hand on the rear steer. So right. they want you to drive it with just one hand on the left. Yeah. And so, and every time I would like move the steering wheel left, I would just do rear steering left. Like I never was able to. Oh, you were crabbing it. instead of oh, doing opposite. Yeah, I <laughs> she's I crab walking. Oh my gosh! That... I was, I was, and then shifting it so it's a two-speed power glide transmission, right? And first gear is just to get you off the line, and it's a really, really fast shift. I mean, it's like a second or two, right? And you know, like from driving regular manual transmission cars, a lot of times you want to wind that sucker up so you can get all up into the power band and have as much power as possible. So I kept trying to wind it up in first gear. Tom Mintz is the instructor. He's a uh, 12-time world champion. And he's like, what are you doing? You just need to shift really fast. I'm like, oh, oh wait, okay. Yeah. Okay, I got it. It's I almost it. like having a granny low first in like yeah. an old 60s pickup 
where you only use it to leave the line and then you're up in the shift pattern. Yeah, yeah. And you have to you have to shift really quickly. And so that that was a hard thing too. But they wanted me to do a donut. I'm like, all right, cool. I could do a donut. So all right, so just go out there and you know, you just put it, you know, put your rear steer to left and right, whatever you want, and your regular steer in the same way. And just like, you know, just get it spinning around and you'll feel it lift off the ground. I was like, all right, that sounds cool. So I do, and I can feel it kind of lifting off the ground, and I'm like, all right, this is good. So I, like, floored it a little bit more. Now my foot is totally to the ground, and, like, centrifugal force is pushing me back into the seat, and the seat has got the little headrest or, you know, head things on either side. So you yeah, can't the, the hands, hands device. Hans device. Hans device. Yeah, yeah, well, the hands devices are on my shoulders, but the, there's there's head and neck protection built okay. into the seat, too. But the point is, is I can't turn my head in either way, and I'm just, like, full up, full on, like, hammer down do you have any sense of like what's around you or how far off the line you've gotten like are you running over spectators are you in the forest at this point (laughs) no No, there's no spectators out there in one place just donut in one place and all i see is like the green field the brown mud and then like something blue which i think was a container and then then there was a blue blue ground and brown sky and (laughs) yeah because then it's horrible myself because in my in my race car i have a air-cooled Volkswagen race car right that that if, every time you get in trouble it's when in doubt throttle out just if you're yep. in trouble just put on the gas so i'm in here i'm in this donut and i'm like well i don't really want to be here anymore but i can't throttle out because my foot is already buried so can't do that and unwinding seems like a bad idea <laughs> and so does putting on the brakes so i don't really know what to do and tom's yelling in my helmet like just lift and i can't hear him and i'm you know there's Centrifugal force is pushing me what, back. And what was I'm he saying, Emmy? Just, just lift, lift, lift. Yeah. Oh, just lift, okay. just lift. And then, and then the next thing I know, like I've got two wheels off the ground. I'm like, holy shit! Look at me. I'm, a, I'm doing a bicycle. I'm so awesome. <laughs> and then the whole thing just goes bleh, all right over. <laughs> oh, it did. The whole thing fell over. <laughs> That's what I said. Brown brown sky and blue bottom. Well, I thought you were just making a joke. I didn't. She actually turned it on its side. Oh, no. I turned it on its side. I mean, almost almost all the way over. That's, and and you can see like. Emmy's video is up on uh, CNET right now, right? Well, what, what, Emmy, what's the, what was the end game? So CNET sends you down there to do the, 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 what was it called? Uh, Monster, Monster Jam, Monster Jam University. Monster Jam University. Okay. So they send you down there, but what's the end game? Like, are you going to go and potentially participate in? in Dude, I thought maybe I could. I started the day like, oh, I'm going to be so awesome at this. They're going to (laughs) join the circuit. I'll be like the oldest Monster Jam driver they have, but that's okay. It'd be so cool. And like, no, that's not going to happen. But I did get to jump it, which was awesome. So we got, uh, I don't know, maybe 15 feet in the air. No way. Wow. Yeah, there was a lot of sky. I saw a lot of sky. And then when you land, like when I watched it in slow motion, like the body of the truck just came all the way down to the ground. Yeah. And then popped back up. But I landed on all fours and like it was a sick, sick jump. It was pretty cool. And like I jump in my race car all the time. Like that thing leaves the ground all the time. But it's so I only leave like maybe three or four feet, right? Because it's 90 horsepower. This thing is giant. And they had me go off the backside of the jump. So I was like, I hit this thing. I don't know how fast it was going, but I hit this thing and it just goes straight up in the air. And you're like, here's where I die. On camera, awesome. <laughs> Do you feel totally out of control while you're doing it? Like, are you just like your senses are so overloaded you don't even know like where you're at? I mean, I did when I was doing the donut for sure. Um, but then once I just kind of started like moving around the course and like kind of going up on the obstacles and taking like little jumps, that that I felt a lot better at because I was it, it, that felt a lot more natural. And I would, and it was like, oh, right, well, I'm just gonna turn around here and then like, over here and then do this or that. <laughs> and that that sounded really that felt really good. And, 
easy to jump too, only because I I knew what to expect. Like I knew it was going to feel like a car crash when I hit. Regardless of how much suspension you have, you're still going 15 feet in the air in this really really heavy truck. So it's you, you know you're gonna it's gonna hurt. But I was. How did you feel the, the day after? Like, did you have an Advil night? No, I took some leave that that night because <laughs> that's what you do. I took the leave that night, and then I yeah, I felt fine. I I didn't because really, as I you know, with bad. like desert racing and stuff, it, you basically feel like you're in a you know four or five plus hour car crash, and so yeah, you yeah. get out of your race car when you're desert racing. You take some leave or some Advil. You go to bed, and hopefully you feel better in the morning. But I can only imagine it's got to be even more violent in a in a monster truck, even a shorter yeah. time. And like, and I only did it. I, I mean. You know, I we were there all day, but I probably spent maybe in total like maybe an hour and a half or so in the vehicle and doing tricks and stuff. Not even that much. And when you look at what they do in the shows, like we went to World Finals and Todd LaDuke did this. I mean, he jumped like the whole stadium practically. It was this crazy, incredible jump, and he landed it. And I, now that I've been in it, I'm like, oh my god! So I you died. appreciated like, it more after having been in that experience. It wasn't absolutely because like, I think you are, you go there and it's almost athletes. it's almost like a, a caricature of itself, right? Like it's almost cartoony. Yeah. But then you realize, man, this is a real machine with real skill that you could potentially do so, some serious damage to somebody. I, uh, kind yeah, of totally. al- along those lines, I had watched Red Bull Air Racing for for years, and we would go oh, to yeah, the right. we would go to the events. Um, and then I had the opportunity to fly with Chandler. And did you wait? Did you fly with Chandler or Kirby Chambliss? Uh, Chambliss. Thank you. You're right. Yes. Yes, you're absolutely. I, right. I flew with him too. Chambliss. And so. Oh, I, you guys are such best friends. But all of a sudden. I, I'm only telling you this because <laughs> I went out on like a Tuesday, and then uh-huh. I called into work on uh, Wednesday because I was so ill. Yeah, I was I, so yeah. ill after after riding with Kirby. It was. Would you say you were the illest? I was definitely the illest. <laughs> I, and I remember driving home barely down the 405 freeway. Going, I called my wife and go, I'm super ill. I'm going right to bed. I need some vitamin C. And yep. I just, uh, and yep. so I, I would imagine that this is not that crazy, but I, I, I'm imagining that you have a lot of um, admiration now for these drivers. Absolutely. I mean, I, I've always thought Monster Jam was super cool, you know, but getting being able to see exactly how difficult it is to do those tricks and recover from those tricks i mean those guys will get into donuts all the time and then they'll bicycle out of them and then the next thing you know they're on all four wheels again and you're like that is ridiculous we're just like it's awesome two wheels and i'm like well i don't know how to save this like i think if i just turn towards the dirt but i can't figure out which way the dirt is oh i'm over you know like it all happened so fast i couldn't react in time. she lands and's like yeah buddy yeah exactly <laughs> hey where is this uh, school located is it in florida no it is in paxton illinois and it is in tom mince's backyard like literally in like the back 40 he's got a He's got uh, a place set up for like a stadium and also for arena. So he's got bigger, a big place and a smaller place that's set up. And it's all to the same spec in terms of size. And then they have, uh, I saw two trucks while I was there. The one that I was driving and then another one that was in the shop. And then they've just got like this giant shop. And then there's a whole crew of people that work there. And so if you um, are invited to come audition, you get like, you get a one day audition. No, sorry, a three-day audition. And then if you pass that, then you come back for four three-day training sessions. And then after that, you may or may not be offered a job. I Wow. Yeah, it's, <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's pretty, sounds, pretty, sounds pretty grueling. Would you, 
if if CNET said, hey, you know what, Emmy, uh, we've got some downtime. You've got you could go get another gig, right? You could have some mm-hmm. some side hustle. Would you, show podcast. Would you a we'd, we'd want you as a uh, third co-host, or you could just replace me because I suck, w- or would you would or you, me because I'm tired of you? Yeah, w- would you contend? Well, yeah, but uh, Holman's going to die of skin cancer, which we'll tell you about soon. Um, Let's hope not. Would Would you uh, do it full time? Would you go for that gig? Oh, it would be so much fun. I, I would. I would. The thing about being a Monster Jam driver, though, is that not only do you have to be athletic and you have to have driving skills, they're also, I mean, that's a, it's a show. It's motorsports, but it's a show, first and foremost. So they have those drivers out at peak parties before every single event, and they're out there and they're talking to the fans and they're signing autographs and they're like hugging oh, yeah. They're rock stars, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so you really, really have to be um, very well-spoken and very family-friendly. Sometimes I mean, not quite so much that, but um, I think it would be awesome. I think it would be so so much you could definitely do that i mean if anyone has a personality to do it it would be emmy hall oh Oh, for sure for sure for sure so i have uh, a a related note you talked about your volkswagen of which i know nothing about you're getting air in your in your air-cooled vw tell me about this that's her that's her buggy her race car yeah so so you have a sand car what yeah, I have a, it's a, the class is two seat sixteen hundred. So that means it is a it's a tube chassis. It's an air cooled sixteen hundred motor, um, single carburetor, with a bus transmission. So out of a Volkswagen bus. So it's four forward gears and then plus reverse. Um, okay. It's independent rear suspension. It's the beam front end out of a bug. But then you know everything's like kind of beefed up a little bit. So there's probably I would say like nine or ten inches of travel in the front and. 12 to 14 inches of travel in the rear um i just got a kind of a new to me chassis uh my car my old car was so heavy it was so heavy and i would be like pinned in fourth gear and people would just like come flying by and i'm like well i can't do anything about this yet so i want a lighter weight chassis um i've only had it out once this year because it's really expensive to race so i kind of have to pick and choose um and you know like i'm not out there going out for points i'm out there our motto is jff we are just finish and if we finish <laughs> first that's awesome and if we finish last that's fine too because the whole goal is to go out and like do the best that i can and have fun with my friends and you know just and and try to meet the goal of finishing the race because finishing a desert race is really hard so and, i and consider that a win yeah absolutely that that is a an accomplishment that should be on everybody's bucket list is to go out and to yeah. finish the race okay so we talked about emmy and the monster trucks we talked about Emmy and her little 1600 desert race buggy. Um, Emmy, with all of the uh, charm that she exudes, clearly, mm-hmm. has <laughs> convinced an automotive manufacturer to loan her okay. a $325,000 SUV to go what? race off road. That's what it starts at, though. What? It actually, yeah, the, the, the retail of ours is 400000 Okay, so let me, let, me, let, me, let me guess here. This is, okay. wait, it's an off road race? Well, it's, it's a, the Rebel it's rally. rally. The Rebel Rally. Oh, what? So, okay. Uh, point to point. So, like, uh, it's it's they use uh, maps and things like that, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like a partner. You have somebody driving and somebody navigating, yeah. and it's an all female race. Super awesome. Takes a lot of skill and it, no electronics, no GPS, um, and it's just a really cool event. So, a lot of manufacturers will get involved, where different companies will lend a press vehicle to a team, and that team will kind of support that manufacturer and do a bunch of social and stuff, and it kind of turns into a Rebel rally slash reviews slash this manufacturer hooked us up. Um, here's what we thought about their vehicle out in the middle of nowhere. Blah 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 blah. 
Emmy is taking that to the next level. Emmy is driving a. <laughs> she's driving a. Rolls Royce Cullinan. <laughs> a Rolls Royce Cullinan. It's the it's Rolls Royce's the, new SUV. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So you and I it, saw it at the Daytona yeah. Truck Meet. I remember? know. Okay. But it didn't strike me as something you'd beat on off-road. Oh, Emmy will. Well, yes. yeah, that is true. That is true. So here's the thing about the Rebel is that it is an, it's a navigational rally. So speed is not a factor. The only thing you have to do is you have to make sure that you're going fast enough to make the time limit, but you're not racing the clock, right? You're, you're not like racing the other competitors. It's just, you know, plan your day well and use your time wisely, but it's not a race for speed. Number one. Uh, number two, there are two classes. There's four by four class, which we won last year in the Jeep Rubicon and uh, the Wrangler Rubicon. And then there's the crossover class, which does not go quite as far into the wilds as the as the four by four class goes. So the Collingham will compete in the crossover class. So we'll be off road for seven full days, but we're not going to be like crazy up into the rocks at Johnson Valley. It doesn't matter. Ah. You're still off road for seven days in that thing. Four hundred thousand. Yeah. Yeah, no. Can you imagine what the scuff on the bumper costs? Dude, I don't even want to Are they giving you all weather mats? Do you have to sign your life away? (laughs) Is the interior still covered in plastic? (laughs) Is there, do they put a giant condom over the car? What happens when you return it? Is it, did you buy the insurance? Like, how does that work? And she said, it's not like she's at the Enterprise rent a car and they're like, uh, Emmy, we need to upgrade your insurance. No, no, no. Rolls takes it back and they go, oh, we'll just crush that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, they're not. So first, when we first floated this idea to them, they were like, "Well, you know, we can't, uh, we can't really make a lot of of uh, altered modifications to it because we, we have to sell it at the end." And I'm like, "No, you're not going to." Wait, wait, wait. So wait, you, so you pitched this to to Rolls? Yes, yes. Well, my my friend Lynn Woodward, who I think was on uh, a quick little interview with me uh, when we were in Moab. Moab yep. She had first brought it up to Rolls Royce just to kind of like, you know, time the pump a little bit. Feel and then, out so, a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so she was like the first point of contact. And then I just asked them and they said, yes. I mean, it's crazy. And there's so Who is the PR guy, guy and what do you have against him? <laughs> I mean, with a picture of a chicken? Like, what is he? <laughs> is uh... he drunk? So uh, Elizabeth is my, is my PR rep there. And she just, she sees the value in... Um, in having manufacturers at the Rebel Rally, number one, and she understands that that the Rebel is a is a real test of of manufacturers' vehicles, right? I mean, the, I had a I took a Chevy ZR2 a couple of years ago. We got third place in that, and we got second in a bone stock category. And we uh, this was partially driver error, but also uh, like I put a dent in the skid plate, which worked the diff plug out. And the diff fluid leaked oh, out, and no. then I lost four wheel drive in the middle of Glamis slash Glamis, however you say it. Glamis, <laughs> Glamis, yes, Glamis, Glamis, ah, Glamis slash Glamis. <laughs> so I'm like there in the middle of the dunes, and suddenly, like, I have no four wheel drive. And then the next thing I know, Chevrolet has a bison that comes out with a big old quarter inch thick steel skid plate. And I'm like, <laughs> that was me. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. Yep. yep how many was- How many vehicles are in this, uh, in the Rebel? It's probably like 45, maybe. Oh, that's pretty good so, number. Yeah, it's it's a big yeah. event. Yeah, but it's it's only been going on. This will be the fourth year. This will be the yeah. This will be the fourth year. And it's always so we, been all female. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it's a way to 
you know, I, I don't have a problem as, as a woman and as, as a woman in the automotive industry and in racing. Like, I don't want a problem racing against guys. Like, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. But there are a lot of women who, they, like I said, they don't want to be get into into cars because they don't know all about them, right? And they feel like they have to know everything perfectly before they try something. And this is a way for women to kind of get their feet wet without the, you know, without the pressure of like, well, I can't look stupid in front of the guys. So it's a way because, you know, other women were like, well, whatever. Like, we didn't know this stuff either. So let me show you. Right and there. it's so, an international event, too, right? I mean, you have yeah, people yeah, from yeah, all over the world. We have people from France. I think I just read that someone is coming from the Netherlands next this year, okay. which is super stoked. Yeah, we had someone from Japan. So are these high-profile drivers? I mean, you're, I mean yeah. you're, you're not a professional racer in the sense of, like, on TV professional racing. But is it? Like, are there other high stature, like Jesse Combs, people we would know, or is it? Yeah, yeah, there have been. Um, so Bailey Campbell, uh, one of the from one of the Campbell kids from over four, she has done it before, and they did really. I think I think she just did it her first year, but then it always competes with Ultra Four Nationals, and so like that's more of her gig. So she's been doing that. Um, we've had. Well, me, of course. Um, Lynn Woodward has also done it, and she did a great story for The Drive about her experience because her experience was not very good, and it was amazing to read everything that happened in that car. Like, they what, did, what she was she driving and what happened? Get along. She, was in a, she was in a Rubicon uh, in 2017, and she just kind of got thrown together with her navigator, and things were not good in the car. They were not good and, at and, and as you you know, <laughs> in these situations, teamwork is paramount in order to solve, yeah. problem yeah, solve for what you're trying to do. You have to, you have to, and and if you if you aren't on the same page in terms of like what your goals are for the rally, it's going to be a freaking nightmare. Mm. So like, I'm really lucky. My navigator Rebecca Donaghy and I like we are a well-oiled machine, and what I'm not good at, she's good at, and what she's not good at, which actually she's good at everything, but I'm good at you know those things. So we we work really well together, but some people don't pick their partners well. Yeah, so, you, you got to have a report. And, and there's there's I think like Nicole from uh from Total Chaos has been in it. I think Shelby Hall, Rod Hall's granddaughter. Yeah, Shelby Shelby did it. Nicole is a Total Chaos is a big sponsor. So okay. she can't do the rally cuz she's a sponsor, but got she's it. out there all the time. She helps set the course. She's out there like as a media driver and like Nicole's crazy and I love her and it's so great. Yeah, she's the only oh, lady I know that's crazier than you. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. She's Emmy is insane. 11 all the time, Nicole's 12. Oh, at least twenty five. Yeah, yeah, totally. Hey, oh my God, is so this cool. um is the race streamed or is it taped or can we see it after the fact? Yeah, you can track yeah. on live maps and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. you can track on live maps, and we have a partnership with Mapbox. So, like, when you go in, you can like click on certain areas, and like a little window will pop up. It will say like, "This is Dumont Dunes, and it's known for blah 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 blah. And it's an altitude of blah 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 blah." And it just gives you kind of uh, some context for where we are. Um, it's it's weird though when you look at it if you if you're not really sure how the rally works. So you have a, a series of different checkpoints, and some of them are marked, and they're super easy to find, and they're just kind of designed to like move you from one camp to the next. So you could just do all of those checkpoints, and you would still find your way from one camp to the next. It seems gonna, like this should be a reality TV show, at the very least. Well, oh yeah, lightning! Oh, everything oh, that's like interesting them. to you turns into this should be a but reality it, TV it, show. But it should be. <laughs> Don't there's you like, think? There's like a bunch of women and we don't take a shower and we're just like This is know. way better than Little Women of LA. I mean, this is <laughs> this is like racing and chicks and and smart and drivers and it's everything I want. Okay, well then I'll, you go to know. go to rebelrally.com so r e b e l l e 
Rally R A L L Y dot com. See because Bell. See, yeah. I just and, put I just put it together. Did you just it's figure Bell. that out? Right. It's You're Bell. rebelling. Oh no, God. no, I had it. I'm just saying that for everyone. Come along. I figured that a long time ago. All right, and then you can find Emmy's work over at CNET.com. And mm-hmm. so uh, you can watch your monster truck video, which uh, which is out now, which is super badass. And then Emmy, if uh, if people want to follow you, I'm guessing Instagram's probably the place. How do they find you? Yeah, so on Instagram, I am MM Motorsports. So three M's and then Odor Sports. Uh, and- <laughs> you will definitely have Odor Sports after uh, the re- seven days in the dirt, the Rebel Rally. I have a feeling, though, she's, it's not like dudes. She comes out, she's smelling like pot- Flowers. potpourri or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, dude, I didn't shower at all the whole last rally. Like seven days, we stank so bad. But both of us stunk, so it didn't matter. All right. So <laughs> as we say, as, as, I can't imagine why. As, as when, <laughs> By the way, MMM Odor Sports, if you're interested. When, what, swipe right, swipe left on her Instagram? When are you going to come to the Motor Trend Studio and hang with us? Yeah. Well, I'm coming down to your little 500. I told you, I told you. Lightning did not believe me that you were going to be hanging out with us. Yeah, yes. I'm coming down. I have to be on race car parts and stuff, so I'm going to come down and see you to heckle and juggles. All right. I love it. All right. Well, then we will... Uh, I mean, we're going to let you down, so be prepared for that, yeah. right? Oh, we, good. We, no, we, I'm We not. suck in person. No, she and knows you that. Have oh. Diet Dr. Pepper for me, Holman. Okay, here's the deal. He I, won't yes. do Diet Dr. No, Pepper. No, 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 no. For, e- no, for Emmy, for me, I will. Though. You're going to bend the rules for her? I will bend the rules for, for her. If she's coming all the way down from NorCal to come hang out with us, I will have Diet Dr. Pepper for her. Okay. Deal? So that means- More than one, though. I, want, I need like- No, I'll, I'm going to get a six-pack. I'm going to put them okay. in a special fridge, are not you, the cooler. Are you staying the night down here? Uh, why? Who wants to know? Well, because, <laughs> well, we're asking, well, because we, we're going to do our shindig here, and then we'll uh, probably- uh, Lightning has these grandiose ideas that I we're taking 30 people out afterwards. Because, because I feel like there are going to be some guys <laughs> that drive in from San Bernardino or wherever, right? Equal distance. One guy asked today, he's coming in from Iowa. Oh my God, no. are you kidding me? Yeah, he's like, hey, where's the info? Because I'm trying to convince my buddy to come out. So, uh, so again, crazy. this is why I'm asking Emmy because we'll, we want to go out for some drinks afterwards, uh-huh. some adult beverages, uh-huh. right? And and just and hang out for a couple just hours. Just say, hey, Emmy, hang out with us until we're done. That's what I'm saying. Okay, we'll just yes, come out. Am I too long-winded? I will, yes. I will hang out with you guys until you're done. I like that. Perfect. All right. So yes. we right. will see you uh, at least in real time in less than a week, but then you'll yes. hear the podcast in a week. For now. <gasps> That's so exciting. I can listen to it on my way when I'm driving down there. Yes, you oh, can. Oh, you can. You will be. Very, very like, surreal. I'll that be will... like, I've heard all of this before. It's an out-of-body experience. Skip. All right. You have to give us a live yeah, buddy. <sighs> the pressure's on. All right, you ready? Yep. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We love you. The fabulous love Emmy you, Hall, everybody. The fabulous Bye. Emmy Hall. Thank Bye. you. <laughs> Turns out Emmy is talented. Hey, are you in the mood for some dancing? Nope, I am in the mood for some emails. You email? Yeah. I email. Do it. We email. That's right. Everybody email. Type it up. You email. Proofread. I email. Send it. We email. Click it. Everybody email. You ever notice they have that whoosh at the end? The iPhone sound? my favorite part. No, that was the AOL mail part. The wish? The wish? That yeah, that's AOL? When you, that's when you used to send your email on AOL. It would it would leave your inbox. Still with that does note. that with the iPhone. Is that the whoosh. iPhone? Notes? Yeah, it's the iPhone knows. Whoosh. Whoosh. Yeah. Well, it started on AOL.
I, <laughs> I mean, maybe AOL started. Mm, you know what's crazy? We're, we're, we're so old that we remember that dial-up modem sound. <laughs> Mom, I'm on the phone. <laughs> you've been on AOL for eight hours and my bill's going to come. Yeah, yeah I've got 20 hours free because I started a new account. And you've only looked at two websites. And the CD is. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Kids have it so easy today. No, they have no idea. They have literally have no and idea. And our parents said the same damn thing about us. What do you got? You got, uh, you got some email for me to read? All right, yeah. I'm going to start off. Doing trick stuff with a truck show shirt, says Spencer in his uh, subject line. Hey, Holman and McQueen, wanted to say thank you for the truck show shirt. I was waiting for the perfect time to wear it. This past weekend, I took my 83 Land Cruiser out to go play and do some camping. Well, I was listening to episode 78 when McQueen, that's me, Lightning McQueen, was talking about the Ford and Chevy song. And then Holman said, what about the Toyota guys? They don't have a song. There is a Toyota country song, apparently, called Blue Tacoma by Russell Dickerson. Uh, I do know of that song. Huh. Thanks for the show. Still can't wait for the next episode to come out each week. Keep it up. I have attached a picture of me with my TSP shirt and my MGPS decal. It's in a Blue Tacoma, California. Yeah, all shot right there in uh, Santa Monica. They make it look really pretty. It's not. There's a lot of crazy Europeans with banana hammocks rolling and, around Santa Monica. Uh, well, and there's uh, Venice Beach nearby, yeah. which is where all the crazy people in California go and yep. hang out. The difference is, in Venice, the guys wearing banana hammocks are on roller skates. That's, <laughs> That's uh, also the difference. true. Yeah. Uh, I, I recommend anybody coming here, go there once, then cross it off your list and yeah. do not return. Uh, I've got one from James here. It says, my manual story, Lightning and Holman, listening to your last episode, 78, reminded me of my first manual transmission story, which also is my first truck story. Being 18 years old and wanting attention, I found a 1984 Ford Bronco with an inline six, four speed, and geared for rock crawling for three grand. I had the owner test drive it so I could listen for noises, and once back and cash was given, he asked if I knew how to drive a manual, to which I responded that I knew how, but had never driven one and was on my merry way. The only saving grace was the gearing and four-speed was forgiving and helping me learn, but there was one time at a stoplight that I had a hard time getting it in gear and managed to launch the truck, which picked up the front end, which felt like several feet, scaring everyone around me. In the end, I had to sell the truck because it got six miles per gallon, had massive... 32-gallon tank, but I will never forget <laughs> the memories it made. Anyways, great show. Hope to hear more manual stories. P.S. Did manage to find a photo of the truck from 15 years ago. And by the way, that four-speed, I believe, had that granny first, which is probably why he scared himself. Uh, here's a picture of his truck. Old brown Bronco. Oh, that's bitching. Yeah, yeah those bitchin are cool. With the, uh, the white uh, shell on the back. 32, 32 gallons. gallons. I was thinking the same thing. That's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's freaking massive. 1970s Dodge Truck's counterpart to SVT Lightning? Question mark. Says Ray in the subject line. Hey, Shauna J. It's Lightning and Holman. I mean, whatever. All right, go. Are you cool with Shauna J? Yeah, sure. All right, whatever you whatever you want. Ray. Whatever people want to call us. Hey, you yep. is fine too. It's maybe not as hot as the Ford SVT Lightning pickup your episode seventy nine guest Matt D'Andrea has, but I do recall the stir the nineteen seventy eight Dodge Little Red truck caused when it was the fastest American vehicle to 100 miles per hour, which means it could take a Corvette in a straight line race from zero to 100 miles per hour. I know the SS396 Chevy El Camino preceded the Dodge Little Red truck by 10 years, but then the El Camino is not a truck. It was a Malibu with a rear seat turned into a pickup bed. True story. So is it possible that the 1978 Dodge Lil Red truck was the first truly high-performance pickup? If not, what takes that crown? 
Inquiring minds want to know. I mean, that's a pretty interesting question. I hadn't even thought of the Little Red, uh, Little Red Express. Um, Little Red is it Little Red Express? Yeah, that's yep. what it's called. Yeah, do, don't you remember those were the red step side that had the stacks? Oh my super, lord! Super iconic here. I do remember those that guys. Now. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I had completely erased that from my memory banks. So the seventy eights, I guess, are the ones to have. It's I not, guess. I don't we, know. Are you a fan of that truck? I mean, it's I mean, the, 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 for the era. Yeah. Badass. Okay. Yeah, and, and they're very, very, very collectible and valuable today. Uh, because of a loophole in emissions, uh, the seventy eights didn't have cats on it, and uh, but they did have a three hundred and sixty cubic inch four barrel small block which was modified version of the uh, 360 police engine with 225 horsepower and a 727 trans with 355 rear gearing. And I believe car and driver in 78 uh, had tested it. It was the fastest American-made vehicle from zero to 100. Wow. So I guess it really would be the first sport truck, right? So look at this. Is this an advertisement there you go. from back in the day? Yes. Or is this just a family photo? No, no, no. That's an advertisement That's on an the ad. bottom. So it's yeah. a white dude with an afro, and, they, and, the, <laughs> and the chick, the blonde chick next to him has crazy bouffant 80s, uh, 70s. 80s, 70s, 70s hair. Look at that. And then look, mom, inside the back window looking, looking out. back, yeah. Because yeah. they sat three across. Look at those smokestacks. Like, like they're what cool, is man. up with that? That would be super cool on the road today. I think, but there was a period of the last thirty years when that not was cool. lame, not cool. Yeah, at all. but, but if today you, it's so retro and so ridiculous. Here's the thing: is if you know what that is, you appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. It's I just, mean, I appreciate it if I when I know what it is. You may not appreciate it. I, I, I don't. Do. I, I, would, <laughs> I would drive it for comedy's sake. Oh my god! I I wonder if we could get you into a little Red Express just so you could have it for like five minutes so I get pictures of you. In it. I would absolutely do it. <sighs> what What do you think they're worth? Uh, they're probably a hundred thousand. What? Guess. No. Want me to check eBay? How many did they make? My research on the old interwebs tells me uh, seventy eight only had twenty one hundred eighty eight. Oh, so they're really oh, rare. Oh, oh, I was thinking ten thousand. Oh, okay. Wow. Seventy nine. Uh, so let me guess. Uh, I'm gonna say at like a Barrett Jackson in super primo condition. I bet that truck's gonna go for ninety. Ninety grand. I think it's more. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I do. I don't know when the last one sold. Um, we'll just see if we can find one on on eBay real quick because I'm kind of curious. Uh, none for sale on eBay. None for sale. Just parts and models. Okay. Um, Seventy nine was the second year. They made fifty one hundred eighteen, but there were some changes, including cats and unleaded gas, eighty five miles speedo, blah 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 blah. I think seventy eight's the the desirable year. Sure. Well, here's one that looks like a driver. Uh, super original, nice on Hemmings right now for twenty four nine. Hmm. I would guess a Primo Mint one would go f- more than that. Here's a seventy eight for thirty two, so maybe not. Maybe they're maybe now's the time because that's so the fact that they're so butt ugly that uh, <laughs> no, they're awesome. Not butt ugly, price. they're awesome. <laughs> but I, but I'm thinking like if you're looking to buy uh, an investment of a sport truck, mm-hmm. that's the one to probably get because that thing is definitely going up in value in the I'm next sure several years. Yeah. I got uh, one more manual transmission story here from Yannick. He says, hello, Holman and Lightning. Thank you, sir. Uh, my first and best memory of a manual transmission. It was with an 89 Dodge three-quarter ton with the Cummins. When I was seven years old, my dad owned a log skidder, and to move it from job site to the next, I would drive the truck behind the machine. But was not tall enough to reach the clutch. My dad had to do the clutch with the door open. To stop it, I would shut off the ignition. Over time, <laughs> I learned how to shift. That's my best story. Now, here's my dumbest story. As a daily, I bought a Honda Civic from a guy at work. 
I asked him if he ever noticed that over 15 kilometers an hour, uh, Yannick's from Canada, mm -hmm. the shifter did not go all the way to the right. My friend told me it's so you don't put it in reverse when you shift in, uh, the, into sixth gear. That's when the arguing started over whether I had six or a five speed in the car. At that time, my car had 8,000 kilometers on it, and I told him I would have noticed if my car had a six speed. Funny story, when I bought the car, I replaced the shift knob before I left the parking lot with a snap-on screwdriver handle and never looked yes. at the stock shift knob ever again. Shame on me for driving in fifth gear on the highway for two months. Needless to say, I get better fuel economy now. Here's a picture of my shifter. Looking forward to the next podcast. You guys rock in! Five stars. There we go. <laughs> Look at the snap-on. Oh, sweet. That's cool. That You'll get cool. creative with their uh, shifters. I had shift a uh, uh, 51 Willys uh, CJ3A. And my uh, shifter was a cue ball. Mm -hmm. and, no, my shifter was a uh, eight ball. And, and my transfer case was a cue ball. Okay. I think that's common though, right? It's cool. Yeah. Sadly, I like when they're tap handles or the, uh, on like rat rods where yeah. it's like uh, 40 inches tall. It's all the way. The guy has to reach <laughs> way. Oh, like a suicide it. shifter. Yeah, or yeah, but just... the thing I like about the cue balls, they fit perfectly in your hand. That's what she said. Yep. New shirt idea is the subject line from Colby White, a frequent emailer. Hey, okay. So guys, I never got that OG shirt that you promised. Oops. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Been listening since episode two. Why, why not one? <laughs> why not one? Yeah, just lie at this point. I know, right? Was episode one so bad? You're just like, no, he couldn't know if he didn't listen to it. I'm so confused. I've got a shirt idea. The Gen 2 shirt. Same black shirt with the logo on it, but with the words, did you hear? Right on the front. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's an inside joke, yet we'll advertise for people to listen. Anyway, if you like the idea, I like one of them. And then he says five stars. So I, um... Colby White, he's the embargo guy. Colby White is... Embargo. I do believe that is the case. Okay. So, uh, huh. voicemailer and emailer. Thanks, Colby. And if we do make a, uh, I, I uh, did you hear shirt? You got the first uh, one. I am going to tell you, I uh, just approved... A basic truck show podcast shirt that will go up on a online store for uh, the Truck Trend Network. Is that true? Yes. When so, you say a basic, what does that yeah, mean? Just the logo. Okay. No, like f fancy words or anything. But okay. one of the first shirts, uh, I believe we're launching with three or four shirts, a truck and a diesel power, and they needed a third one. And I'm like, truck show podcast. Yes. So you should be able to buy a shirt here within the next, hopefully, a month or so. Can we decide what shirts they're printed on? No, this is all above our pay grade. Oh, really? But at least you'll be able to get a shirt. I mean, they're going to be well, the best, no matter least, what. At least you'll be able to get a shirt. Absolutely, because you ain't get it from us. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I have a whole list for you, ready to go. Uh, I don't believe you. We've been saying or, this for 35 okay, here, episodes. Okay, here's the question. I have it ready. I just have to format it and send it to you. I'm. Listen hold, to on, me. hold on, hold on, hold well, on. You wanted me. I'm not. I'm gonna have to pay for all the postage. Hold on. Or do we just bring them to our party and give them out to everybody? I, that's the call. That's definitely the call. So many people hate us. Uh, it has nothing to do with the shirt either. <laughs> they just like, damn, that show sucks ass. Oh, damn. All, All right, right uh, what you got? Well, uh, Corey Murphy says, coal, power plant, urea, and a Shelby Dakota. Hey, lightning and jabubli. Mm -hmm. mm, that's that's not right. There, <laughs> oh, you got your yeah, jabubli. I got, I got shafted. You got jabubli. No, I'm not, it's, it's two of you. I'm not even on the show anymore. <laughs> Clearly, I've been replaced by nothing. <laughs> <clears throat> Thank you, Corey. You are dead to me. This is Corey, the guy from West Virginia with the Shelby Dakota, yep. writing in to tell you guys that my first job out of college in 2016 was a project engineer at a coal power plant near Morgantown, which I drove my Shelby Dakota to every day. We should actually call him about a Shelby Dakota, because that's kind of a whole little history of truckdom that, yeah. we, that we haven't really uh, explored. Or we should call Shelby about the Shelby Dakota. 
Hmm. I would rather Shelby talk to we, Shelby. Hold on, Shel. I'm writing down. Yeah. Uh, idea, Shelby Dakota. Okay. <clears throat> he says, "Uh, how's that voice treating you over there?" Yeah, I'm. I'm about <laughs> uh, done with the show. My first project was actually redesigning the power system for our gigantic urea injection system for uh, one of our sounds gross generation <laughs> units. <laughs> also, a warning: urea is very hard on steel and corrodes it very quickly. When we used the urea system, it almost always caused a tube leak in the boiler a few weeks later, so I predicted being hard on exhaust pipes down the road. Unfortunately, I did sell by Dakota, but currently looking to buy an OBS 7.3 F350. I would also like to point out, I'm still waiting for my t-shirt a year later. I recently got an iPhone for work, and the first thing I did was another five-star review. Keep mounting those parameters. Corey. And... And he gives us a new address. A little, so, uh, uh, sorry about I wasn't that. very quick on the draw right there, uh, but uh, well, I did get it. I, I barely limped through the show with my voice issue, so <laughs> uh, enough screaming at baseball games, I guess. All right, well, That's I it? think, uh, yeah, well, you don't have any more voice left, so <laughs> we're going to continue. <laughs> uh, you do kind of sound like, is it Shaggy or Scooby? One of the, one of the, the Shaggy. truck show, the truck show, the truck show, oh, oh. All right, well, again, we didn't get a chance to play any five-star hotline, and we, we need to do that. So we would like to hear from you guys. It's the way for you to participate in the show outside of just email. Uh, 657-205-6105. 657-205-6105. If you want to discuss trucks or you want to poke fun at one of us. Or you want to attempt uh, your own uh, drop. <laughs> yeah, you can you can do that too. Or if you want to do it the traditional way, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com or at truckshowpodcast. On Facebook and Instagram. Right. Truck Podcast. On uh, Twitter. How good was Emmy? Emmy's always awesome. how good is Emmy? I mean, seriously. Awesome. I love Emmy. Can we have her on again, like right now? No, but she's coming to our party, so she will be on again. Okay, we're going to get a double scoop I'm just jealous. She did way, way cooler stuff than we have in the last few weeks. Uh, That's because she's not tied to a studio. Or ever. Yeah. I mean, she gets to go out and do stuff in the world. Well, so do you. Yeah. It's awesome. Hmm. Yeah, what's what's up with your deal? <laughs> don't know. I'm trapped in a freaking office all day long. I'm sorry. Well, and when I, I started my gig, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to do cool stuff, and I'm going to go hang out with other, like, tastemakers. We're going to do this and that. Nope. I'm just, like, in an office all day, just grinding. So what do we have? One more show, and then that's it. That's the party. Are we announcing the winner next next episode? We're going to have to. Yeah, we all absolutely right. So we're going to we're gonna have to reach out to Greg to see if we can get him on so we can talk about that. At Decked. At yes. Decked. Yep. We got to thank Decked for uh, supporting the uh, the Truck Show podcast and our party. Laid out, some, out, laid, laid out some cashish yeah. for uh, a winner and a guest to uh, fly out here to L.A., yep. although it would be funny if someone won and they were like in Riverside and they just have to drive here. That would be easy yeah. <laughs> on all of us. But I would, I guess, why would you enter the contest? Well, you would enter because you wanted to win because the deck. Because you want to win the deck yeah. system. Oh, or man. second place or third place, which are other prizes. And then also we have to thank Nissan, who has been our presenting sponsor since pretty much the beginning. Yeah. And uh, they're awesome Titan and Titan XD trucks. Head on down to your Nissan dealer, NissanUSA.com, and mm-hmm. check out the Titan. With, they're bringing one to uh, to our party, so you'd be able to uh, see one in person on uh, August 10th here in El Segundo, California. You know who else is showing up? Who? I just got an email. Who? <laughs> <laughs> nope, he sure isn't. No, he's not. No, why not? I, I heard that his uh, his voice is uh, his shot laryngitis. What, yeah. what are the chances? Oh, amazing. You Poor sure? guy. Really? Yeah, hundred percent. 
Maybe at the party. Yeah? We'll have to check in on him. After you have some chamomile tea and uh, I forgot, I forgot honey. His name. What's his name again? Uh, it'd be Billy Bargain. Oh, yeah, Billy Bargain. Billy yeah. Bargain. Billy Bargain. Uh, did you know Billy Bargain is a huge fan of the Nissan's five year, 100,000 mile warranty? He is he? Yeah, Let me absolutely. ask him. Hold on. He's outside. Hold oh, on. you going to bring him in? Yeah, hold on. Hi, Lightning! Hi, Holman! Yeah, what's up? I'm Billy Bargain! This is all I can do tonight! No, Billy, That's come on! It. Step up, tell us about the party, tell us about Nissan, tell us about the uh, five-year, 100,000-mile warranty on the best truck on the market! I can tell you about my gravelly voice! <laughs> <laughs> now, Billy, were you at the Angel game with Holman? Oh yeah, we were trying to outshout each other at the umpires. <laughs> we were trying to say, if you had one more eye, you'd be a cyclops. Or bend over and use your good eye. <laughs> or get off your knees, you're blowing the game. <laughs> Some of our favorite umpire heckles. That's weird that you and Holman were sitting so close to each other at the game that you were watching kind of the same plays from the same angles. Well, we were talking about the party on August 10th here at the uh, 831 South Douglas Street, Oscar, California, just uh, south of LAX. You should come on down. You can enjoy yourself some food, some Dr. Pepper. You can enjoy yourself some Holman, not so much some uh, Jabubli. You can add some. Uh, I hear Omar's going to be spinning some records. I, I hear uh, Nissan's going to be here. Deck's going to be here. Food's going to be here. We're going to, uh, you guys going to do the show is what I hear. We're going to do uh, some, uh, we are going to do some recording. Maybe not the whole show because we're worried about a lot of suckage leaking in. Well, I think whatever you guys do is great. And the fact that you have opened up your arms to the entire world to come on down and see you guys in person, get them some selfies for the old Instagram and Facebook, all that kind of good stuff. I'm going to be down there uh, probably in spirit because I've got a business trip uh, heading out somewhere to do something with somebody. <laughs> uh, but don't forget, uh, you should vote for this show, podcastawards.com. Check that out. Make Wait sure you a minute. Wait show a podcast. minute. Holman told me to tell you that. What is Billy Bargain care about us winning a, an award? Uh, he, I also care about a Dex. I also care about Nissan. I care about each uh, individual uh, listener. So I'm going to say a prayer for each and every one of you tonight. <laughs> that you will make it down uh, to the Facebook page at Truck Show Podcast and RSVP to come hang out with us. Now that's, that's August, at Motor Train Headquarters. <laughs> August 10th, 1 to, 1 to 5 p.m.? That would be August 10th, 1 to that's, uh, 5 p.m. Lightning. That's, that's correct, sir. All right. Well, thank you for stopping by. Uh, sorry about your voice. What? Exactly. <laughs> oh, that Billy Bargain. Yeah. That guy is he's uh, a He's a card. Yeah. <laughs> you can't talk now, can you? Why? No. I, can't, I can talk just fine. <laughs> to totally awesome. Yeah. Totally not regretting this at all. <laughs> you sound great. Oh, my gosh. Better than the show? Nope. Please leave us a five star. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Do all the good stuff. I'm, uh, I'm going to go drink some honey. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said.